everybody, on a nice, cool Saturday. Hello there, Paul. How are you? I'm doing just peachy keen. Plum peachy, they say. Hey, In tell- Atlanta, they say uh, peach peachy. Peachy peachy. Peachy peachy. Hey, Tony, how, welcome to the studios. And, Thank uh, you. Good to see you here. And Angel on the board. Good to see you. And, uh, Paul, since you get the great shot, say hi to everybody behind the glass. There we go. We say hello. I got no one on me. I got no camera. There we go. Do I get a camera on me? There we go. <laughs> no, Let you don't need a camera. No, I do. I got to see my pretty face. Oh. You know, I had a great time last night. You know where I went last Wait, night? you didn't say hi to the people behind the glass. Hello, glass people. Hello. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Windex. Windex. No, anyways. What is this, the interrogation room? There you Who's go. behind the glass? I want to know. Oh, yeah, another day the... with coffee. Shut him hey. off with the coffee. By the, way, by yeah, the way, I brewed. home brewed. That's right. The full 16 ounces. Because I hid the coffee. And so I when swear, you come I come here, in here, you can't even you, find a pot. That's why I you had too much coffee last week. I told the staff, hide all the coffee before Peter gets in here, and he, they hid the coffee. And uh, Peter's pretty cool. Anyways, last Shrine, night. You went to the circus. Okay, let me speak for a second. You here. went to the circus. Well, you cut his mic off. Okay, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> went to the circus. Uh, Suburban Showplace added an arena-style uh, addition to the place. Three rings. And so, Three rings. I'm not even going to speak. You know everything. Yeah, it's like the okay. Olympics. One Get ring. It. Shut his mic off. Two okay. rings. <laughs> three rings. All right. So, so they and now, a... the circus report with Paul Benzman on New Radio Media. It's talking I'm going to go into my office and just sit there because he's going to talk himself all day. Okay? Another one of these. It's another one of these. So, so if I can get a few seconds in here. Clock's ticking. I'm Fox glad ticking. I can come on the Peter Perlman show. Anyways, you're listening to Talking Biz here Saturday morning. <laughs> I went to the Shrine Circus, the Three Ring Circus. They launched their arena that they built in conjunction with the Shriners at the Suburban Showplace. It's an amazing facility. It must have been roughly 4,000 people at the circus last night. And they've got three shows today, and it's a great cause. I would head over there with your kids. Still one of the best values where you can take a family of four or five and really enjoy it's probably right there with the price of a movie. All right, so what part of the circus did you seriously enjoy the most? So you know what, and people are going to fight me, that they still have animals at the circus. And they had some beautiful horses, and there was these two bears that really amazed me. And, of course, the elephants. Uh, not to confuse with the elephant ears that Glenn Hirsch had to go eat, uh, and he got there. And Glenn took a picture of every clown with him, a selfie, so every clown knows the other clown, Glenn, there. <laughs> had a great time with Glenn. But you know what's cool about it, Peter? You can go and relax and escape from today's world. Yeah, but go back for a minute. Something you just said, and that has to deal with the animals on a serious mm-hmm. note. Yeah. The circus is all about the animals. I mean, growing up, you know, you had all the different displays with the animals, and then in the, in the, in the center ring, besides the trapeze people, the clowns, mm-hmm. and all. Mm-hmm. But everybody, they waited for the shows with the animals. Well, and, and that's what killed the uh, the Ringling Brothers Circus. What happened was, and we had a little debate in our office here yesterday before I went to the circus about the animals and what happens. And, you know, you got to realize, let's go back to Siegfried and Roy in, in Las Vegas. They lived among their animals, and they treated them as family members. And I think there are people that abuse animals and, and all that stuff, and I'm not going to get into the whole rights thing. Last night was the first night I went to circus, and no one was protesting. Maybe they didn't have the right calendar days. But at the end of the day... You go there, and you see the compassion. You see these animals. These bears were hugging and kissing, and, and these are people that grew up with these bears. So whether the argument of taking it out of, of uh, the natural environment or taking it to the circus, really enjoyed the show. And so you look at the animal acts. You look at the, uh, the trapeze artists. You look at everything there, the guys on the motorcycles, and it really, really, really was an enjoyable show. But once again, you get to escape from reality. The days of you have a shooting in a factory you have all these things going on. You know, people go to movies. I like to go to a movie, and I don't even have to know what it's about. I just escape for a couple hours. 
And I think people have to realize that they need more of this. A lot of tense people in, in, in the world and what goes on. Um, I want to take a moment. We lost a, uh, a former worker of NRM uh, this week, Josh Rott. Josh was a, is an amazing guy, was an amazing guy, sometimes misunderstood, but he had a heart of gold, and uh, Josh will be buried tomorrow. And uh, just want to take a moment of silence for Josh Rott. You know, Paul, I want to thank you uh, for bringing that up. Um, you know, their family has been a great sponsor here at New Radio Media besides, and um, we wish their family only the best during these uh, difficult times and periods that we see. And, you know, to go from such a highlight earlier that you were just sharing last night at the Shrine Circus, and then, you know, I was in Chicago when the shooting was taking place in a, uh, the community of Aurora, and then you come back and then you hear that you have a fallen um, friend and a former employee pass. It's, uh, it, it's never uh, as simple as it looks. No, it's, it's not, Peter. And, and you know, as I said, I, th- I think the folks is, and why I went right to it from the circus, is that you've got to realize that life can be gone in a moment. And if you don't join, enjoy every day and, and you never know when your number's called, that you really have to enjoy every day. And, and uh what I like about here as our family, and we do call it a family at NRM, that you have to respect everyone in life and you have to enjoy the simplest moments. And I had a talk this morning, early breakfast. I got up real, real early and went over to Einstein Bagel. And I was talking to a few people, and I said, you know what? We're talking about the company. He said, how's your company going? And they were talking about NRM. And I said, you know, I learn more from the young people. And I really do mean this. I, I really learn to relax, enjoy the simple things. Uh, we have a a promo that we filmed a couple years ago that said, hey, it's the simple things. And you've got to remember the simple things in life. A lot of times we get caught up in different things in the world, and, and the simple things are you look at it, you wake up in the morning, it's a gift. Just enjoy that gift. Amen. So let's look at that. Anyways, we're going to move on with the show yeah, today. Yeah, we are. We got, you know, I want to talk about, you know, um, funny, Angel just came in, and uh, Angel, before he comes to work every day, um, takes care of the community with uh, bringing the printed news. Yeah, he and, does. And uh, he also gets to deliver on black ice. So how was the drive today through the subdivisions of life? Um, some of the roads were a living hell today. A living hell. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you made it here in one That's piece. That's right. I you mean, know. you look great. So you took lo- a few prayers and a lot of safe driving to make <laughs> it here, but I made it, though. You know, Angel, you're, you're an amazing guy. You're one again. You know, do what it takes, and you've got two jobs in one morning. Yeah. And uh, we want to thank you for getting here. You always get here on time. It's, yeah, it's, no it's like I appreciate it. But, no, we appreciate you. And, and uh, Tony and Kelsey, we had a nice meeting with them this week, celebrating almost two years at NRM. Wow. Uh, you know, it's, it's how it flies by. It's amazing. We looked at each other and said, hey, is it almost two years? And Tony also expressed that he might want to learn the sales end of this business, oh, you know. Yeah. So he's going to start learning the sales end of the business. <laughs> no, that's great. It's, it's, and anyone else who wants to. You know, the fact is, is that it's a family, and we'd like to have you guys grow with us. Because, you know, when I started looking at two-year anniversaries on Facebook, I said, where did time go? You know, you look at that, and, and Peter, can you believe that? I'm, I'm glad you brought up where did time go, because it's time now for... Useless trivia. Useless trivia. <laughs> okay. Where did it go? So here we go. Sit back, ladies and gentlemen, and enjoy the following. Can we get music for that? Useless, Useless trivia. trivia. Brought to you. <laughs> you know, you know, They're okay. dancing behind the glass. So they like minute. it. You've gone to the casinos in Las Vegas. I did. My great and uncle owned, built the second one. And in the olden days... How did you receive the money? Did you get little pieces of paper? Oh, I, let me or tell you, you what you I actually love. got. Oh. Did you not get a little round? Coins. Let me tell you Coins what I got. Right. 
I used to be a, a slot addict. I, I got into Vegas back in the 80s, and I would go for conventions four times a year, and then I got addicted to $5 slot machines. Okay. So they used to get, you know, they'd give you racks of things to do the coins. And the Correct. pleasure of putting those in there and seeing that and hearing the tick, 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 and all the coins falling. So I had a slot hostess. Her name was Sasha Singh. And Sasha would check me in, and I'd get to the front desk. Mr. Benzman, we only have this suite for you. And I'd get to the suite, and I'm, I was married, and I went to all these conventions alone or with the clients, but I had my own room. And I get to a suite. I talked about this last night. that had a 12-person dining room. And this was in the 80s. It had a TV that popped up from the dresser. Wow. And you're sitting there, and the room is about 3,000 square feet. This is a hotel room. It's a suite. And so I'm, I'm gambling one morning, and the hostess says, you want to go behind the scenes? So she took me in the back room where they count how many coins you have played. By noon that morning, I played 5,500 $5 coins. Okay? And it was like, you know, you win, you throw it right. back in. And, and, of course, the guys that were mooching her with me that day would see her walk by and say, hey, it would be nice to go to Benny Hanna's tonight. Next thing you know, you've got reservations. Benny Hanna's. It would be nice to go see Tony Bennett tonight. Next thing you're seeing Tony Bennett tonight. And so... You know, the old Vegas was, was really interesting because it wasn't run by corporations. Well, let's see. Benny Hanna's, you had to be at the Flamingo Hilton. Okay. Uh, no, we weren't there. We, we, they, they was at the Las Vegas Hilton back then. Oh, well, yeah. And so was. we did that by the convention center. And, and it was always relationships. And back in Vegas back then, they used to give away the food. They gave away right. the food, and, and they made it on gambling. But now gambling is down about 18% in Las Vegas because wherever you live in the United States, within an hour there's an India casino. So in Vegas, it's been taken over by shows, fancy restaurants, and shopping. So restaurants, you go there, they have the finest dining in the world, and you go spend dinner for two, and you're going to spend a fortune. Okay, so let's go back to Las Vegas. That's where I'm still But I want to go back to 1878. And actually, I actually want to go to California, 1878. Those people were dead that are listening no, to the show. <laughs> but yeah, let's you talk see, about this. This was supported by the mining industry. Okay, mm -hmm. and later it became the Bland Allison Act. What happened that Las Vegas capitalized on it? And it's not gambling itself. No, it's either hotel rooms or uh, no. gambling. Welcome to the silver dollar. Oh, the silver it dollar became silver. legal there you go. in 1878. Wow, okay. That's that is All useless right. information. I told okay. you. Now let's go. We're gonna we're really gonna go down we're gonna go down old we're gonna go down old Egypt way here. You ready? Now we're in right. Egypt. Nineteen twenty three. Nineteen twenty three. Yeah, I wasn't born yet. Go ahead. What do we find when we do our archaeological dig? Very oh, famous. I gotcha. Tony knows I read this one this morning. King Tut's tomb was open. There you go. And what did they find? King, King Tut. Tut. And what did he say? King Nothing. <laughs> he says, how you doing? <laughs> what's happening? What's Push, for lunch? <laughs> pushing a button. <laughs> they open up in the morning. They want to know what's for lunch. <laughs> okay. At least we can make fun of this useless information. And, Kelsey, right. okay, so you're right. Kelsey, I got, okay, I got more. I got more. Okay. We got more useless. 1951. I'm getting closer. Joseph I'm only Stalin, negative I'm only a negative nine. Okay. Joseph Stalin attacks yeah. the United Nations. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. What does he charge the United Nations with? You ordered a pizza without anchovies. A weapon of aggression. <laughs> okay. Now. Okay. All right. So we're going to move on because we, we have, are going to move on. We are yeah. going to move on. All right. I'm not going to waste too much more, but let's go to uh, oh, oh, 1959 Cuba. I born one Major later. day, 1959 in Cuba. Yeah. Yep. Fidel Castro yeah. was sworn in. 
and he smoked his second cigar. As the prime minister. <laughs> That's better information, isn't it? Smoke yeah, his second cigar. That's not useful. That's All right, fun so here. You ready? Birthdays. You got your birthdays, or do you want my birthdays? You can start with your birthdays. All I right. only have a couple. For today. the sports fan that knows football, former mm-hmm. Michigan McKenzie player, Jerome Bettis. Ah, that was, that was Kwame's buddy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, what was Ice-T's real name? Well, he was he before it was iced tea. He was, I know uh, it was Kool Aid. Okay, whatever. How did you know? that? I knew this was coming because <laughs> I know. Did, how did you know that? What was his real name? Anybody? Arthur Schwartz. No, Tracy Merrill. M A R R O W. Actor of Law and Order. Who else? All right. How about Elizabeth Olsen? Do you yeah. know Elizabeth Olsen? She's one of the Olsen family members. Yeah, she's okay. an actress too, right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Avengers. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So you, those are my you simple birthdays. I'd love to hear your birthday list. First one is a gentleman who used to work at our real estate business called Justin Yelda. And Justin's birthday today. Justin, happy birthday. He's in the hotel business now, uh, running a bunch of hotels. And then Marla Michelle Must. I used to babysit oh. her. She was down the book. That's uh, the daughter of Alan Must yep. and Alan Must, two great people. Alan, Alan sold... Detroit City Dairy out to the folks at Lombardi or whatever that is. Right. And they sold their company. Anyways, those are the only two birthdays of my friends on Facebook. I'm sure there's thousands of more people that have their birthdays. If you want us to announce your birthday, send us your birthday at info at newradiomedia.com. Okay, so now February is a big month for a lot of different well, things. It's a short month. It's not a big month. It's, it's only 28 <laughs> days. How many months it's have 28? Th- Here's your trivia question. How I got to go. I can take how my many, shoes off. How many months have 28 days? Tony, you want to tell us that? All of them. Okay. Thank you. I always I worry know. on those. I People tell Tony. me one. <laughs> Tony's, Tony's my shotgun. <laughs> hey. it's, All right. it's too early in the morning. So, show. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Name me the okay. four presidents that had their birthdays in the month of February. Okay, this is information that's going to do a real lot of stuff for Come me. On. Go ahead, Tony. Who are they? You, you should oh, know to them automatically. This, this is, is something presidents I feel like they I probably out. should know, actually. Angel, jump. Any, any, no clue. Nothing. The back room. Kelsey. This, once again, this is information the youngsters don't need to know. They're on a dollar. One's on a dollar bill. Okay. So Washington. Thank you. Yeah. One's on a penny. Lincoln. Thank you. Now, William Henry Harrison is the other. Oh, I forgot to send him a birthday card. And <laughs> your buddy, Ronald Reagan. Hey. All February birthdays. Don't pick birthdays. on Ronnie. Now. Nancy was hot. Knowing. <laughs> knowing, 18. Knowing all this. <laughs> in the late 1960s. <laughs> I tell you, in the late 1960s, you, you know, Congress passed this wonderful thing called the uh, Uniform Monday Holiday Act. So this coming Monday is President's Day. And that. Took care of two presidents, technically, Washington and Lincoln, to give them, the, you know, for the holiday. But actually, yeah. there were actually there were four presidents born this month, and uh, it kind of transformed that now even companies are closing. A number of the companies are closing tomorrow, or on Monday, I should say. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay, that's the highlights of the day. News with an abusive way to share it with everybody since I was abused. Abusive? Wait a second. Now. You told me that I abuse you less than your wife. Ooh. Carrie, are you listening? (laughs) No, she's not. She went to get her her done. Her her hairdo. Okay. Okay. Can I talk about some stuff that's useful? Go ahead. I have a very simple question question for you. Yes, Chinese food. What is the law when it relates to working in a store to sell alcohol? How old do you have to be? you got to be at least 18. Okay. Okay. So what do you think of Pizza Hut expanding to beer delivery? Well, here's the deal. 
Pizza Hut is struggling right now, and they were the number one pizza chain in numbers of stores, and they still might be up there, at one time owned by PepsiCo. So they were owned by them. And, and what happens is is that uh, the delivery for beer is, is something they have to reach out to. Once again, more competition. Uh, you got to look at the broad, and I think it's a great idea as long as the driver's not driving it, drinking it while he's delivering it. So I think it's a great idea. I like yeah. it. I, I would I would totally order from Pizza Hut and get a beer delivered to my door. That, that there's nobody else doing it. I would wait till they deliver Bloody Marys. So the, the interesting piece, though, and the concern is, how do they prove the receiver is old enough to receive it? They're probably gonna have to ask for ID and a birth date. So they'll probably say, "Hey, on the other end, to protect liability, you have to see your license." Um, so someone delivers it and gets it. And anyway, there's always tricks around the trade. And you know how many people, how many times when I was younger. I'd go into a party store, and the kids would say, hey, man, you know, for 20 bucks, will you buy me some beer? Of course, I never bought them beer. I just took the 20 bucks. And I figured so. as much. I figured that. I, you know. I'd go in with the 20 bucks. You me. And I asked the guy, hey, you, I got you, my car parked in the back. Can I leave? You know, <laughs> unbelievable. unbelievable. This is entertainment. Entertainment. Not, not useless trivia facts. Useless. I'm joking. I love I, this guy. Useless. Did I say I love you? Oh, you know what? I'm upset with you. Uh-oh. This is the first year since I've known you that I not received roses from you on Valentine's Day. I was out of town. Wait, I was out of town. You can call your friendly florist. I don't have any friendly florist. And deliver me the roses. I you don't bring me roses anymore. Thank you, Neil. Okay. Thank you, Neil. Yeah. Um, So Barbara, you used to send me sunshine. Listen, I want you to think about this. I'm thinking. You better think. Um, Think. You know. uh, Now wait a minute. You know, while the music plays in the background, because I always love this music anyway, um, I want you to think about Ferndale. Ferndale. And the next hot spot that's going on within Ferndale by two people. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like uh, something that you need to really look at, because Ferndale is taking over a little bit of the Royal Oak flavor, and we're going to talk about that. I do. So my coffee calls me, and I'm going to drink my coffee. We'll see you in two minutes. Plus, the latest LiftMaster garage door openers and the toughest retractable screens on the market, all by the push of a button. Tarno Doors is celebrating its 50th year anniversary and is the recipient of the 2016 Subcontractor of the Year from the Home Builders Association. Tarno knows doors. Tarno knows doors. Detroit. It's the home of some of the world's most talented artists. It's where Techno and Motown were born. It's a city where you can experience raw, untamed rock and roll. I'm Ben Rose, and I'm inviting you to join me weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 for the Motor City Juke Joint. I'll have interviews with musicians, info on what's going on around town, and a playlist curated by me just for you. It's all right here on NewRadioMedia.com. It's not science fiction, it's science fact. Tiny robots crawling through your body helping doctors to identify disease and perform operations. The tools are known as snake bots and they carry tiny cameras, scissors, and forceps. For now, these snake bots have to be controlled by humans and they remain attached to tethers. But we're not far from the day when the machines will cut the tether for good and be allowed to roam your body on their own in damaged organs. Now already the tethered snake bots have proven extremely useful and they make it possible to conduct previously invasive surgery in ways that were never thought possible just a few years ago. 
So imagine, for example, a heart bypass operation that does not require a major incision in your chest and the opening up of your ribcage. Now these things are being made possible today and will in the not too distant future become the rule rather than the exception when it comes to major surgeries. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. And we're back here on Talking Biz on a lovely Saturday morning in the Motor City. Good Peter Perlman along with Paul Benzman. Peter's drinking his coffee, and I would drink my Bloody Mary if anyone for a remember to bring me. I have the vodka. We need more mix, okay? We need more mix. Anyways, Saturday morning, uh, Shrine Circus Weekend at the Suburban Show Place. Go support the Shriners. Lovely cause. They have, I think, 25 or 6 hospitals around the United States, and any child can go there and get care. Uh, without a cost, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So support the Shriners and the Shriners Hospitals. Head over to Suburban Show Place, three shows today, two tomorrow, and go see the bears and the animals. Just a question for you. You know, you were there. Mm-hmm. Is there a discussion about putting another hotel on the physical property versus down the road? I'm not sure he does because here's what's happening. Um, it's a beautiful facility, and Blair Bowman, as he keeps expanding it and, and, and refines it, um, he's got the one hotel uh, there was rumors that there was going to be another hotel. I don't think he has the the ambition to do it. I'm not sure. Um, I do believe, you know, with the state fair getting bigger and bigger there and everything going on, I don't know his plans. Because he, he I know that spot. on the – if we take a look at 96 at Wixom Road mm-hmm. on the northeast side, mm-hmm. we now have three hotels and a fourth is now going up. Yeah, I don't think he's going to put one more on the site. Uh, he's got the Hyatt there that he keeps pretty busy. Um, it's not as busy some weekdays as he would like it. But, um, you know, it's a great facility. We were talking about last night uh, with Glenn, us doing some uh, events there, and how it's nice to have the hotel there so when people come to the events, you can house them right there. Well, we do the, um, you know, the brain injury dinner every year has been held there because, yes. you know, we can seat like 12, 1,300 people mm-hmm. uh, and serve them all at one time. So that's, I mean, they have a fantastic staff for that kind of a program. And we know when that part of a program goes like, you know, is on, that hotel you cannot get a room. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a great – hats off to wonder. Blair. We are looking into doing some fight events there, mm-hmm. uh, some cage match stuff, some boxing stuff there. We'll have some announcements on that in the next, oh, God, two, three weeks with that going on. But, you know, let's talk about Ferndale. You brought up I did. Ferndale. I brought up Ferndale for and, a reason. I want to talk about Iron Ridge, the yeah. Iron Ridge Marketplace. Yep. And it's unique because – we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about it, but the idea that they're expecting on this 13-acre piece parcel to have a fantastic turnout, they're looking at like 500 parking spaces right off the bat mm-hmm. that they have to have just to meet the demand when people start to come. Well, it's interesting. You brought up parking spaces, and we're doing some work with some merchants in Ferndale, one, the Green Cafe, Space Cafe. We'll talk about that. I mean, Joel's Khan's place. But if you look at Ferndale, um, they have parking issues right now, and and. You know, you talked about Royal Oak and, and us being in the real estate world. Royal Oak is really not a retail area. It's been mostly restaurants, and now they're bringing more offices and people living there, and it's changed the flavor. What I like about Ferndale, it's got a scrappy feeling, almost like a mixture of Detroit and the suburbs. Well, it's the blue-collar neighborhood coming back to life. Yeah, you know, uh, my son lives there. I, when he's out of town, I love staying over his place and walking to one block to nine in Woodward. But the lifestyle, it's really nice. There's a lot of, not that there's not real people in Royal Oak, but Ferndale is really interesting, the mix, the restaurants, and it's expanding. It's expanding like this into the industrial area, and you look at that, and, and they're growing, and, and that's progress. Um, talk a couple of merchants says parking's tough, but you know what? It, people find, if they want to go somewhere, they'll find a space. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a great city. Well, you know, in the old, I say, 
in a period back when, mm -hmm. I won't say the olden days, mm -hmm. but the period back when, there were two major uh, foot pieces of, there was two major footprints there. Yeah. Federal department stores. Yeah. The great, and the Radio City mo Movie Theater. Yeah, it's it's a great city. And they re all required parking. Yeah, it's, it's you know, they had parking in the back of the stores, right. the old things. And, you know, you've got, you've got a bunch of things going on there. It's a fun town, uh, great town. And something else is going on, and I can't say where I heard it, but in the Michigan legislation this week, a uh, bill was introduced, and towns can opt out, but the 4 a.m. liquor licenses, they're going to they're gonna pass a resolution in the state house where bars can, bars can stay open until 4 a.m., and cities can opt out of that. And Detroit is probably one that's not going to opt out, especially downtown. And uh, I think it's a good thing. What's your thought on that? Well, there, there's two pieces to this. One is labor mm -hmm. because when you close at 4, mm -hmm. you don't leave at 4. So that labor force has to change um, as really being the night lighters. I would shift right into a breakfast menu. You would. I, I would take so the restaurant. So you want to be at 24. You well, want to be basically at 22 well, no, hours. because I would probably, you want to be 22. I'd probably close at 10 a.m. Right, right, you said. Yeah. And I would probably have it, and then I would say, hey, you know, breakfast is on. It would be a unique thing because here's what happens. And I find this with more young people, and, and it's people, you know, sleeping has become a problem with a lot of people in the world today as, as far as sleep habits and what's going on. At case in point, uh, one morning I was on Facebook at 2, in the, 2 a.m., and my mom was on Facebook at 2 a.m., and then my son gets on and says, you two go to bed. And it was hilarious. But what happens is, you know, because of the detachment from really having to be in a physical office with the tablets and phones, people work at different schedules. And I fought this, and I'm not fighting it anymore. Um, to expect everyone at the office at 9 a.m., it doesn't. It just doesn't work. And, and, and the argument on their side, and they win, is that they're being productive anywhere they have their phone. And, and you know, sometimes a physical thing, you need it, but they're being productive and getting work done. And, and this is part of the discussion I had this morning at breakfast is that the productivity level, some of these people are very productive. Just because you don't physically see them in the office, there's work getting done. And it's a big adjustment, Peter, with people our age looking at this thing and saying, hey, how do you do this? And we have, now, typical business is conducted with phone calls 9 to 5 and emails, so you can do that anywhere. So what I look forward to in a year or two is when I can be down in Florida in the winter and I can conduct my business yeah, on my phone. Yeah, but you're missing one key point here, and I think I want go to go back. I think, I think it's great that you can do all that. Yeah. But what's happened also with the smartphones, et cetera, mm -hmm. is you've given up your personal time. You forgot about taking care of the family and relationships and just unwinding because there's always that phone that you're looking at. Did I do this? I meant to do this. I got to answer this right now. No, you don't. No, you but can take time off. But people, but they don't. Well, you know, employers I, I have stated, excited. employers have said, you know, they go on vacation. We force them on vacation now because they've got to use up their time. And at the same time, they're still looking at all these things. They're so afraid someone will take their job if they don't do something. Mm -hmm. And you see, so there's this backlash, and it's it's kind of a blow up, and that's that's the sad part. Well, it is. It, it, you're right, and and here's what I do. It depends on behavioral of how you look at the phone. Now, listen, most of us are tethered to our phone. Um, it's like if you misplace your phone, you lost your life, because all your contacts are in there. Let's not call it a phone. Let's call it a personal computer. 
because these phones today are so much more powerful than the old PCs you used to have and do that. But you're right, there's got to be a balance. I I argue, and, and when you're at a restaurant and, and you look at people, I was at, if you go to any restaurants, there's two people across from each other on their phone texting. And well, not we texting had the family dinner the other night at a yeah. restaurant for the birthdays, and yeah. what did we say? No instruments have to, are going to be out. Yeah, well, we're going to talk and do. But I want to go back to Ferndale. I was just going to say that. Let's let's, let's go, go back, back to Ferndale. Ferndale. Yes, yes. And yeah. let's talk about um, a couple of things. You know, mm-hmm. um, one of the lines that uh, they've talked about here with uh, Iron Ridge Marketplace is um, beer by the tracks, mm-hmm. uh, putting in a microbrewery, which is also a hot hot item everywhere you look today. Microbreweries have to be popping up like candy. But that's near the tracks, though. That's down by the tracks. Me. That's down by the tracks. Scares me. Well, that's where the whole complex is located. You gotta, I know, but if you get you drunk go, and you walk on the tracks. Well, then guess what sleep. happens? You could, ha- you could be hurt by a sudden stop. Smush. So, yep. But the, the That interesting... means we should open an ambulance company yeah. right there. <clears throat> I'm just looking at merch. I'm, hey, listen. It's the entrepreneurial brain of mine. Drunk people next to tracks. Means problems. You. Means opportunity. Maybe a hospital, you know. Well, that's a little big, Tony. You know, <laughs> you know if we only get one <laughs> no. person hit every 12 months, that's not economically feasible. Yeah. Now, think of it this way. The ambulance is going to drive anywhere. We're taking this <laughs> Rust Belt area. Rust we're belt taking 20,000 square feet. We're putting Pulse in there, which is a workout facility. Yeah. You know, so... You, you're taking one piece, and then you've got the brewery coming in, doing another piece. You've got. Are you, you taking over my real estate business? And now, welcome once again to the Peter Perlman Real Estate Hour. There you go. Lean back, enjoy your lovely lazy boy seat as we talk about the beautiful positions you can tell around. Tell his age, lazy boy seat. <laughs> Let me ask you a question: I, Would that company call itself Lazy Boy today? They or or they call it they, fat ass in a chair. What would they call it? <laughs> they would say, get out of the chair and get... No, she says, get out of the yeah. chair and get to work. But, but no, I, I turn off that stupid television. You know, you, you bring that up, Lazy Boy. And I, and I was in the what business I haven't been in, but I was in the furniture business. Yeah, and we but, said, would would they call... If that company started today... It's still going. But if it was started... Monroe, to, Michigan's own Lazy Boy. Once again, shut off his freaking mic. <laughs> if, if, if I would call that company today, would you call it Lazy Boy? Tony, you're younger. Would you call a new company Lazy Boy? Sure wouldn't call it Art Van. Mm, I don't know. Lazy Boy doesn't – I don't think that's going to fly. Yeah, the... it's like hip dude that lays down today, right? Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> right, vertical. So, it's like so it's a like horizontal chair. All right, yes. so what is this purple mattress? I mean – Well, let me tell you. Purple, purple mattress. Wait a second. Mattress in a box. It's right. You know what happens? The problem is – and we have not reported this. Last year there News were 17 flash. deaths News of flash. people opening up those mattresses in and a box. They explode up. Yep. Well, yeah. You know why? Yep. Boom. It's just like a, a, like <laughs> like a lifeboat. They suck the air out of those mattresses. Oof. You cut Oof. it open, you open it, boom, and it throws you to your neighbor's house. Boom. It's Bada terrible. bing. That's right. Bada boom. So purple is a cool mattress. It, it would have been think, a great show for the Dick Van Dyke It makes show. you think the only problem with the purple mattress, is it a pill or is it a, a mattress? Well, it's two pillows in one. Yeah. Two so, you know, two in pillows one. in one. Could you imagine, the, like, the Dick Van Dyke show when it first opens up? Yeah. Dick Van Dyke comes down, yeah. and just as he sees Mary Tyler Moore, the thing pops open. Boom. We're speaking Chinese to the guys around us. <laughs> Dick, Dick, Dick Van Dyke, <laughs> Marilee Tyler Moore. Mar- not not Marilee. Mary No, her, Tyler. her sister was Marilee. Mar- I knew her. I dated her. <laughs> I bet you okay. did. <laughs> you know? Marilee. She was a Where wonderful woman. Where would you woman. like to, you know, I'm going to take a break in a minute because I want my coffee. Wait, but this time is Where do by. you want to go when Pittsburgh. we come back? Pittsburgh. 
You want to go to Pittsburgh? Nah, nah, it's a little cold in Pittsburgh. I'll go to Miami. You want to go? Oh, big things happening in Miami. I want to go back to Ferndale. We haven't finished Ferndale. All right, we'll go to Ferndale, but big things are happening down in Miami. We should talk about that. Okay, we'll talk about it. Well, right now we're going to have to take and pay for us because we're high-priced talent. We've got to take some breaks and pay for this. You're listening to Talking Biz on NewRadioMedia.com. We'll be back in two minutes. Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our Nine and Dine special, nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Millions of teenagers depend on popular medications such as Accutane or Roaccutane to control their embarrassing skin blemishes. But researchers from Tel Aviv University say those pills can also lead to eye infections such as pink eye or styes. See, the problem appears to be linked to the drug's tendency to dry the skin, the lips, and the eyes. Your tears only lubricate the surface of the eye but they also wash away bacteria and viruses. Fortunately, there is a simple solution to this problem, though. And all it takes to minimize your risk is to use artificial tears or eye drops to keep your eyes lubricated while using Accutane or Roaccutane. Both are readily available over the counter at any pharmacy. So if you have any problems with eye infections and you're using either of these acne drugs, then you should also talk it over with your doctor. Now it's also important to avoid rubbing your eyes when they feel dry. Instead, that should be your signal to grab your eye drops and re-moisturize your eyes. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. You know, Paul, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting here, but um, we're talking about Ferndale, and there was a comment made um, by Alex uh, Ro- Rosenhaus, who is going to put a business in Ferndale. And he just said, you know, Detroit is too expensive. And honestly, um, like, it sounds absurd, but, yeah, we can't afford Detroit anymore. Yeah, it's, it's so, interesting. Well, you got and, and they're putting a they're doing a furniture store there called Alex, Drew, and No One. Yeah, I know that No One. You know, so it's kind of like this is a furniture store, very unique. And... Um, you know, here's people that bounce around from uh, Brooklyn, uh, New York to Detroit and search for that right marketplace. And Detroit is, in some respects, outpricing itself uh, downtown. Um, and yet uh, we are hearing more things down there. But Ferndale is, again, niching away. You know, Baker College is looking there very heavily for a campus. Not, they're building already. Well, they're bu- putting the four campuses into yeah, one. Yeah. So then you have, you know, uh, Iron Ridge Marketplace. And... Iron Ridge is probably taking the, the largest piece right now. When you think of 13 acres, I mean, it's not a small, simple block. No, no, they're finding spaces. What's going to happen in Ferndale, just like anyone else, they're cleaning up. We, I took a ride uh, in Ferndale the other day and also Royal Oak. We were looking at some property there. And you're finding, you know, reinventing places, tearing down old buildings, industrial stuff, and, and new stuff going up. And they're also going vertical. They're going up. And as you see, Birmingham, Birmingham at one time had a three-story level 
and like now there's four and five and a lot of things going up. Just like Washington D.C., you go to Washington. Oh, it's and crazy. How you got you got that. And you got a lot of mid-level buildings. But back to Ferndale, I want to speak a lot about one specific business that's in Ferndale. And, and we've had a wonderful doctor on a couple of our shows here, and probably will be on another show. Have you heard of Dr. Joel Kahn? Yes. And Joel is, a, is an interesting guy. I had a nice meeting with Joel this week, and, and everyone listen to this. He, he believes in a plant-based diet, and he's got the Green Space Cafe in Ferndale and also one near Royal Oak near Birmingham. But Joel's an interesting guy, and he's back to the basics. And, and Joel has saved a lot of people's lives just by changing their diet. And, and a very interesting guy. You'll hear more about Joel on NRM real soon. And if you want something just to, you know, amazing food, and when people say, oh, I'm going to go to a plant-based restaurant, okay, they'll give you a head of lettuce and some, uh, you know, salt, and you put it on. Get a little eggplant. Yeah, but it's amazing the menu that they've created over there, and we're probably going to do some shows over there and some seminars about the plant-based diet and what it is. It's really good. And and speaking of the circus, uh, Kim Adams was there last night with her five children. And Kim is starting her show, Good Health. Today's Good Health with Kim Ann's. We've got doctors signing up. Probably launch sometime in March. But wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. We have a new name coming in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's more important than anything. Well, you know, it, it's. I, I, I don't know if we're officially supposed to announce it, but I guess we can. Well, it's a little late. Well, it is. I mean, we could tease him. We could have covered the thing no, behind no, no, you no. with Let a me, nice white sheet. No, no. What's going to happen And you would look kind of pale. So, you know, we started this journey, you and I and Ian, about three years ago. And we sat in a room, and, and I remember one of them yours was something River Media and, and this, this. Okay, and, but what are you drinking? You no, know, you had, Ian remembers the name. You we were going to be something River Media. River and and uh, it was one of your names, and I was Digitus, Digitus. And then Ian came up with New Radio Media. And, and it, it's, a, it's a story met at the time, but we've looked at it. We've done some market research that new was streaming and radio was the foundation for TV. So New Radio Media was a phenomenal name. We've learned a lot in the last two, two and a half years about this business. And, and I'm talking to one of our future investors the other day. He says, you didn't make any mistakes. You had a learning experience. And we sit back. The other day I was with Buzz and laughing and say, boy, we learned a lot. And, and that's why I want to thank the crew that hang out with us since we were learning the business we're in. Yeah, we want your shirts back that say and new radio media. No, those are going to be collector's <laughs> items. And they're actually worth a lot of money on eBay. Uh, but what we did was we, we took a, a little research. We looked at this. And we understand that we are in the streamcasting business. Um, when you say podcast, it sort of discounts of you seeing people with video. We do do podcasts. We have a brand new menu. If you want to do a podcast once a week, it's $50. So we had affordable stuff there. But the question comes out in the traditional media or in non-traditional stream media is how many people are going to see you. You know, in regular radio or TV, they've got ratings for that channel, and people expect certain things on that channel. But when you're in the Internet business... We've learned that really the people want to know specific content and how many people are watching that content. So we've figured the way to market content, how to drive people to that specific show. Once again, we followed the radio format just a little bit too much, but we didn't know better. And we didn't know what we were doing as far as what. We knew what we thought we were doing. But the the brilliant people here have really said, hey, this is what we should be doing and this is what we're going to be doing. So the new name, NRM Streamcast. Um, we will be launching that, and, and our new website has the new logo. Our new app will be out in about two to three weeks. It looks amazing. And we're already working on the third-generation app. Um, as you develop and you grow a company, uh, we brought uh, Alan in, our IT guy, full-time, started Monday. Uh, brilliant, brilliant guy. And, and we're growing. But now we really have the direction. And even Better than that, we have people come revisiting us because they were betting against us. Will they be around in two years? 
And we had a lot of people walk through the doors this week that came around for the second time. One of them is a publication that has four or five publications, and they're bringing more people in next week. They said, hey, can you be our digital arm? And I smiled because they had a deal with us. They broke the deal with us. Now they came back and said, we better do a deal with you as their peak paper gets shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And it was a pleasure to do it. I said, guys, we don't want to take over. And what we found with new radio media is that people thought we were competitive to other medias. No, we're not. We play well with those other medias. We are going to have media partners. We already signed up a couple of them that will be there to promote live events, different things. And so when we put on something like a dinner or we put on a show, we'll have these media sponsors that will co-sponsor with us. We're not in competition with other media. We play nice with other medias. So a lot of the print medias, I got a call from someone. I was at a bar mitzvah in New York in October, and this gentleman owns 12 papers in, in Ohio, small neighborhood papers. He said, Paul, my daughter, Keep, who runs them now, keeps bringing up digital. I have a meeting with her in the next two weeks. She wants to know how we can complement her digital papers. So this is where the growth is going to be. And, and I told everyone to fasten your seatbelts because starting next month, this is going to be a fast-moving train. So I'm going to step back a little bit here and ask Tony uh, this question. You came to uh, New Radio Media two years ago, roughly. What was your first day like when you got here? What did you see? Oh, man. <laughs> my first day? Um, well, my first day I met Ian. Um, I met with Ian, and uh, you. I didn't actually, I didn't meet you guys yet. I hadn't met you guys. <clears throat> but I saw this beautiful studio that we had. I saw all the equipment. I saw the the switcher, and I was I was excited. I was ready to go. I was, I, you know, first kind of coming out of school, trying to like learn, and I felt this would be a good opportunity to kind of grow, and it has been. I've been meeting. I met a lot of nice people here. A lot, a lot of great people. And I, then, in the two years you've been with us, um, you've covered the Mackinac Conference. Mm -hmm. You've been downtown uh, doing shows. Chicago Comic Con. Yeah, I've been. I've been. Out and about. <laughs> so, oh, which i got to remind you, we're, we're picking what, up something. Here. When you're um, sharing all this with your friends, mm -hmm. you know, on a Friday night, and they say to you, what drove you to new radio media? Why did you apply there? His car. Now, that's my joke. That's like, oh, you know. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Was that a simple question? What drove you well, to you know, media? You know, it's a like, horse and buggy. Wait, it's nice. like you going into the restaurant and saying, do you have, you know, what kind of, the waitress will say to Paul, what kind of soup do you want? And he says, hot. Yeah. Okay. My joke was better. <laughs> <laughs> they never laughed hot. <laughs> My team laughed at car. Anyway, okay. um, continue. Well, I, th feud. I think what really, I think what really, like, pushed me here was the fact that we were a new company and the fact that this is a, is a startup and that we had all this equipment, again, you know, starting up, stuff that we, um, it, it, it didn't look like you're just your normal startup. It, it looked like there was, um, there was a lot of love and effort put into it. A lot and of love. A lot of love. Right, Kelsey? A lot of love. There, there is. We hug here. We what, have a lot what of love. What brought you to new radio media? His car. No, 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 no. Well, he's going to try this until it works. You know that. <laughs> so, well, fresh out of school, it seemed like a good opportunity because, like Tony said, it's a startup company, so that's always leaves room for potential growth or whatnot. But how did you hear about new radio media? Well, through Ben the promotions, through Ben the promotions at a um, at a career fair. Yeah, at the Specs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah specs, we were at specs career fair. Yep. Yep. 
and um, they gave me an internship. And so, and we were never the here. Same. I am now. We we're never the same. Okay. You know, but but not once has he offered to ring a newspaper in the morning. <laughs> Well, because you like this electronic. Me? No. I'm no. the paper I guy. Know. Listen, and he I'm, already knows I get home delivery every day, I'm seven days a week. I'm saving trees. Okay. So anyways, you know, and let me go back to this when we started because well, I want to thank these, well. these folks. We work with two schools, one with MIT, Motion Institute, uh, excuse me, In Motion MPI, yeah. <laughs> Motion Picture in Michigan, and also Specs. And we get some wonderful students from that. We are also reaching out to universities now for interns coming in here. And like Tony said, we, we, we had some neat equipment. Uh, this week we started the journey at looking at other studio facilities, looking for space, uh, and it looks like within the next 90 to 69 days we'll start that move of those and really to be able to grow again. Um, since we're defined who we are and we're going, uh, we've got to thank a lot of our investors, new and old, that believed in us. Um, it was funny, one person came in the other day and said, hey, show me the numbers. They said, listen, I can make up any numbers you want me to make up. You either believe in the people behind the business and the concept or you don't. So give me a day or two, and I'll make up medium, low, and high numbers. I'll, I could throw a dart at the dartboard and say, make up you want. But you really believe in the concept and what we do. And, and the guy looked back and said, you know, you're right. And he's going to invest in the company. I said, good, but I'll, I'll make up numbers for you. Don't worry. I'll be glad to Well, that was no different than, you know, when I came from the uh, record industry. Yeah. And uh, when Bogart started Casablanca Records, for example. Humphrey yeah. Bogart? Uh, no, no, not Humphrey Good try, though. Well, I'm trying your age. You know, I know you are. Like but uh, when Bogart started, everybody looked at him like Casablanca will never make it. Yeah. And then as different groups and individuals came on the label, it just snowballed. The same thing with Clive Davis at Arista. He left Columbia Records, and everybody figured, who's going to follow him? Because Columbia was the brand back then. It was that and Warner Brothers and RCA and Capital. They were the four big hitters. So it's always interesting when you look at a startup. Because everybody yeah. wants to throw darts at a startup because there's a jealousy factor, too, because nobody else, they they didn't have the ball, shall we say, to go out and do it. Well, and you say that, and, and me being that serial entrepreneur who's done it several times, I've had to put blinders on negative people around me and say, hey, you oh, know yeah. what? You say, here's what it is and here's what's going on. But if you read the headlines and you read it, you know, Spotify bought two podcast companies last week mm-hmm. and other people buying it. Now we're getting calls from other people. Hey, can we come talk to you about your concept? And it's funny. I tell people, hey, we don't want to teach them or we don't want to teach them. But as we grow and what we do and have the defined roles, we're really three companies under one. And we so company it. number one, real quick. So we're the platform, the one you're listening to us right now, the website and the app. Company number two. Is a, is a video production vehicle. Company number three. Is a digital marketing piece that we see this. So what my new theory is, is create content, market content, get results. Okay. And and that's where we really are. But as we grow, these sub-companies are, are going to be really blossoming because people say, hey, we get inquiries now every day. And we have a group of lawyers down in Houston. And very famous lawyer, he, uh, he, uh, he was defending Timothy McVeigh. And another one was a politician, and they want to do a show. And they're on another platform right now. And they said, Paul, we pay the platform this much. I said, you can pay us the same amount to put your audio podcast on here. But I said, who's listening to it? He said, that's a good question. I said, okay, now let's discuss marketing your show. And now we're talking about that. And he said, Paul, no one ever told me that. Uh, another one, we went to a major sponsor for Kim's show, and we talked to them. And they said, uh, this TV station, local TV station, does something simpler, but they never described it like you did and didn't show us the numbers of what we're going to see. So I explained it this way. We are the first digital company that started off as a digital. 
We're not a TV, radio, or newspaper company trying to do digital, and we don't have the legacy cost or infrastructure, so we're more affordable. They're now a client of ours. So it's been a wonderful week of picking up clients. No, it's and doing great. That. You know, it's, but again, you know, when you go into business, I don't care what it is, mm-hmm. if you have a focus and you follow your plan, and remember, plans, uh, performers are always done in pencil for a reason. So we can them. adjust them. Yeah, yeah we've got to adjust them. We've got to make movement. We've got to do to make it successful. And to be successful, you know, one of the greatest things about any business is you have to have, and like in our business, you have to have sponsors. So we're going to turn it over to them, and we'll be right back at New Radio Media's Talking Biz. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, PodQuesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure where we try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, PodQuesters. See you there. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says there was a substantial drop in diabetes deaths in the decade leading up to 2006, especially for deaths resulting from heart disease or stroke that's attributed to diabetes. American adults with diabetes are still more likely to die younger than those who do not have the condition, but the gap is getting smaller. The findings come after researchers looked at data from 1997 to 2004, covering nearly a quarter of a million adults. The mortality rate may be falling for some very simple but sound reasons. People with diabetes were found to be less likely to smoke and more likely to be physically active than they were in the past. And there also have been some improvements in controlling blood pressure and cholesterol levels. But sadly, the news is not all good though. As the CDC also says that the prevalence of diabetes is likely to rise in the future largely due to poor lifestyle choices and obesity. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. I'll tell you what happened. Good day, Morty. I got the Szechuan sauce. We're at C2E2 with the legendary Chris Claremont. Greetings, my fellow geeks. My name is Jordan Trevilian, and this is Get It to the Geeks. We are here with David Yost, the original blue Power Ranger. Nobody right. promised you when you bought the thing on PS4 that you could play it on Switch. But your, your excuse is garbage. I'm going to pull out my crossbow. All right, sweet chainmail armor. Let's see what you got. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Oh, welcome back to Talking you know, Biz. I'm, I'm, listening, I'm listening to you with the theme, com, yeah. which kind of tells me it's time for the countdown, countdown to goodbye retail. Goodbye retail. It's not really. Let me, let me well, tell you I'll, something. I'll, I'll preface it a little differently. The adjustment. The adjustment to retail and the new bankruptcies this week in the news. All right. So we're going to talk about new, old, and what's coming back. Okay. So if we look at the wonderful world of retail, which I know I be a little bit about because, because of what's because, going on. Wait because, wait because, wait, wait, okay. Wait, well, you do your thing. I'm going to talk about a couple sure. oh, okay, okay. Let me let me talk. Okay. And now okay. the conversation. With Uncle Paul. Thank you. Anyways, talking about retailers, uh, you know, Toys R Us was liquidated in Toys R Us. Uh, they're all over with the Toys R Us name all over the world. Now they're coming back and they're going to take bring toy stores back under a new name. They have not announced the name back, but they're going to reopen up some us locations. Us Toys? I don't know. Toys be us in the city. I don't know. What it is. <laughs> but what's going to happen? It's going to be. Hey, anyways, 
Uh, a long-lasting shoe company that's been under bankruptcy several times, Payless Shoe, is going to pay no more. Are they going to pay that? How about if they're going to... Wait a minute. Yep. In Santa Monica, yep. they pulled that prank yep. where they rebranded themselves as a high-end shoe store selling yep. 1995 shoes, and yep. idiots well, were buying them for 600 bucks. Well, these, That's the profit margin. Yeah, the stores are closing, every single one of them. Now. I know. So what's happening is... Because of online shoe sales and other stores, everyone carrying shoes, whether it's Target and everyone else, uh, pay less figures. They no longer have a store business. So they Did Carnival Shoe Store already fold? No, actually, they're growing. So um, why the difference? Because they're about the same type no, of concept. No, because here's what happens. The stores of pay less were typically about 2,500 square feet or 2,000 square feet. Um, people want a bigger selection. And once again... It's a consolidation of business. You can only have so many stores. And what's happening is when the Internet takes a percentage of the business, it's still under 10% of retail. When they take a percentage of the business, and once again, we overgrew. Uh, the statistics were a few years ago that there was 9.2 square feet of retail for every U.S. citizen and 2.2 in Europe. So big change. So the consolidation, so pay less shoes, whether it's bad management, not changing in time. Um, same thing we experience, educating people of the digital world. You have a lot of older executives that don't believe in digital, and that's why they're out of business. Uh, Walmart, which is adjusted well to digital, is growing. So we have the Toys R Us guys going to reopen stores, readjust. It's probably going to have with some online presence. you got Payless going bye-bye. You've got Mr. Lemper taking control of Sears again, and the reason he's doing that is we talked about it. Right. It's a controlled liquidation that's going to happen so he can sell the stores at a better pace. He still won't be around. Though we announced this week he's going to do mattress and, and appliance stores or appliance stores with smaller audits. Those might survive and he'll get some cash flow, but I think that's just pulling the wool over people's eyes and saying he's going to try retail again. Mm-hmm. But he's a money guy and he understands the money's in the real estate. A uh, lot of malls on watch. Twelve Oaks Mall. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Twelve Oaks Mall. I mm-hmm. went there last Sunday. Mm-hmm. The two hottest spots. Mm-hmm. Cheesecake Factory, mm-hmm. Starbucks Coffee. Yeah, it's food. It's amazing. Yeah, it's just food. amazing where the lines are. But how and many vacancies of small stores did and you And cheesecake yeah. on a Sunday, two hour wait. But let's talk about that. Did you walk through the mall? Sure did. One how many the, vacancies? Well, um, we saw a number of them. I won't. I would say that probably twenty percent was vacant. The, a little high, but go ahead. Well, uh, from the way it looks, the way the boards go mm-hmm. up and everything else. We went into JCPenney's because we know that they're going to give up now their appliance and furniture. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to see how much footage was being utilized there. Mm-hmm. Um, Sears was a comical issue, so we'd leave it alone. The other big place, Petland, was very busy. Yeah, they the always get a crowd. Factory, Peck yeah. Factory, yeah. yeah. They do. And, of course, Cinnabon, uh, everybody was just there for the push the fan, get the smell out there, and everybody's watching all around the glass as they actually make them. Um, but the, you know, Pottery, Pottery Barn had a nice crowd in there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the simpler shops, the women's clothing and stuff, very thin. Uh, Macy's had a good crowd, had a very mm-hmm. good crowd. But I think it was a good crowd because when we went in, it was beautiful. When we looked at 5 o'clock, it was a snowstorm. Yeah, it's Macy's. I mean, so Macy's, like Macy's, we people weren't running out the door. Macy's is reinventing itself, and they're actually on the target to go up. They were hurting for a while. They've adjusted. Once again... When the players adjust and some slow down and close, it gives opportunity to build up the market share. So everyone's watching who's playing what. Uh, Lord and Taylor, hard to get help in the store, and they're on life support. Uh, and we also need uh, you know, Nordstrom is whether they're going to go private, public, what they're doing. They're hanging on right now, some of the higher brands. What about the Gap? 
So the Gap has had a lot of issues years ago, but the Gap was the first one to realize they don't need to be in a mall. Uh, they realized that the uh, housewife, and I'm not being chauvinist, is coming home and they got to pick up Johnny new pair of jeans, and she doesn't want to park at one end of the mall and go through the mall to pick up jeans. They went to neighborhood centers where you can pull up right in front, run and get the jeans and get out. That's the problem with the malls because of time is of the essence with people, especially working couples, that you're not going to have a bunch of stores in the malls anymore. It's like, you know, hey, I'm going in, I'm going there. It used to be that it was a Saturday hangout for kids. How many days when you were young, you went to the mall and you went around the mall? And that doesn't exist because Johnny can sit in his room and, and see the mall at his, on, his cu- on his laptop or his, his phone or his, his, his uh, little podcast or, excuse me, his little tablet <laughs> and do that. But so he doesn't have to go to the mall anymore. So that so, But what's happening is, is there's a lot of fear, people fearful of not having retail to go to. So there's been a little uptick. Um, downtowns like Ferndale, Royal Oak are getting, really, they're the new malls. Walk is around the lifestyle mall going to make it then? In warm weather. Okay. In in warm weather, um, the only one that's somewhat popular is Rochester. Mm-hmm. Um, we look at the project of commerce um, going on, and that's more of a shoppertainment. It's less retail, more entertainment and shopping and eating. Okay. So that's it. So what makes, uh, in 20 seconds, Cheesecake Factory a destination stop? It's a popular place, good name, wide menu, good product, and um, people love it. Actually, if you you get a lot of food for the money there. Well, there's no doubt about that. You know, but it it is interesting waiting two hours. You know, people will be there two hours to just sit back and have a meal, and then they say, "Did you want dessert? Cheesecake? Save room for cheesecake." I wanted to open a restaurant called Save Room for Cheesecake. You can do that, and we're going to let you get all the room you want, and we'll see on the next side of the wonderful second hour here at New Radio Media Talking Biz. Show me someone who eats quickly, and chances are I can show you someone who's overweight. Japanese researchers report that people who eat quickly until they're full are three times more likely to be overweight. The findings which appear in the British Medical Journal indicate that eating style can be just as important to your weight control as what or how much you eat. The dieters have been told for years to eat slowly to give your body time to register the food it's already consumed. You can help yourself and your children by making sure everyone eats slowly and in calm surroundings. Now this may be quite a feat to achieve in a day when it's so common for people to eat while watching television, which is a major no-no for anyone trying to lose weight or to control their weight. So remember that when it comes to eating, your mouth is faster than the signals that tell your brain that you've had enough. So slow down and give your body the time it needs to work properly. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Brackman. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. Come!
What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at newradiomedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. And you're tuned to New Radio Media's Talking Biz with the dancing man, Paul Benzman. Hello, Peter. Paul always wanted to be a a musician, a musician, and a a, uh, magician, but he just couldn't put it together. I used to blow the trumpet. (laughs) I was a trumpet player. I play trumpet and French horn. Okay. Yeah, what was her name? Ooh. Okay, go ahead. All right, we're talking about, you know, we talked about the farewells. In business. Yes. Now we're going to talk about, I want to talk about the rebranding of business. Oh, that's fun. I like so that. So I have, the top, I like I have that. the top rebranding pieces that took place over a period of time here. Okay. Go ahead. And uh, staff can jump in if they so desire. Uh, the first one I'm going to do, number 10, was Beaners. Oh, Beaners. yes. I saw that article. All right. So Beaners. What did, they, what did Beaners become? It, well, actually, Beaner, first of all, had 86 it, coffee shops. It was and not, what? it was, wait a second, there was an issue in southwest Detroit with that name. Right. And and what happened, because it's a, it's a, it's, it's not a good name. It was a slur for Hispanic people. Yeah, the cause. So you have Beaners. So we rebranded it to what? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What do we call it? Go no, this it. is the quiz. This is the quiz. I, I know what it is. Let them guess. Tony. Uh, was it Bigby? Was that what it was? That's it. Bigby Coffee with 281 locations now. So, One so, for the millennial. Yes. Notice <laughs> <laughs> so, so the crew over here. Well, I love it. I thought they didn't like to be called that name. That's okay. Let's go to number nine. Go ahead. Pontiac Township becomes what community? Auburn Hills. In what year? Uh, I'm going to say that was uh, roughly. I'll give you I'll give you a little window. I'm saying the 80s. Correct. 1984. Yes, George okay. Orwell did okay. a 1984 story too, mm-hmm. as a matter of okay. fact. But it wasn't okay. about this community. Gotcha. Okay. Go ahead. Number eight. Mm-hmm. Located in Waterford, it so, had a city name. It was Pontiac Mall. It's a that summer be, place. That be, right. And when did the Pontiac Mall open? That was a showstack development, and it was, uh, gosh, it was before, it was in the 60s, late, early 60s. 1962. Yeah, I said early 60s. 1962. Okay, okay, gotcha. I'm doing well And here. I can remember when I was at WPON Radio, we used to do the show live from the Pontiac Mall Every day with Gary Pierce. Well, you're more than welcome From to go 10 back to there two. and do we a show. We used to have the booth that we had the studio booth in the center of the mall, so people could come up and kibitz with him when he's on the air. Kibitz guys is talk to. Okay. Talk to. Oh yeah, excuse gotta, me. We're talking yeah. to the millennials. Okay, now kibitz. So we're then, then we became Summit, and now wait a second, Kelsey, put up your mic. We've got to talk wait. behind the glass. We've I, alienated I the glass you. people. I begged you to talk Kelsey, behind the glass. Kelsey, can you say kibitz? 
Kibbits. Kibbits. Yeah, it's not kibbits, but kibbits. Kibbits. We're going to kibbits a little bit. We're okay? going to kibbits. To schmooze. Seeing this week, seeing, will you sit down and kibbits with me for yeah, a minute? Or schmooze with me, one okay. or the other. Schmooze. Yeah. Schmooze, kibbits, kibbits talk. Yeah. Yeah, okay. This is your Yiddish for the day. <laughs> okay. Is it Yiddish kibbits? It's Yiddish hour. Yiddish hour, okay. You know Yiddish what Yiddish Look it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got to make you look and work. Okay. okay. That's a good show. Hey, my dear, look what I learned today. I learned a kibitz. That's okay. right. So after some place. You can't need some kid bits, but no, no kibitz. Okay. Kibitz and bits, yes. <laughs> Shut your mic off. You're Go back to your corner, okay? You stay behind the glass, okay? So after some yeah, what's it like going to become? Game. It's going to become torn down. <laughs> Actually, there's a couple moving parts there. Um, DTE seems like they're going to move one of their. Uh, Part of their company out of Kigo Harbor, Sylvan Lake, Sylvan Lake, and move over there because it's a more central district. Um, they redevelop it. The company that bought it, uh, and a lot of companies are doing this. They're buying malls and they're trying to really relocate city offices and have city centers around there. So what happens is these developers know their credits. The cities are good credit, and they're going to redevelop. Same thing happened with Eastland Mall. Uh, the developer bought that to see if they can move the the, the mall office from Harper Woods over right. to the Eastland Mall. Okay, okay go ahead. Ready? Cass Corridor, a large strip of Detroit north of downtown, was given a new – in what year? Okay, so Midtown. I did a lot of real estate in Midtown. Um, Let's see. I went to Wayne State in 1978 in the Cass Corridor. used to find needles on the road from the drug addicts. Uh, So Midtown came – it was in the 90s. Okay, 2000. That's good enough. You did very well. Okay. Okay. Um, Nankin. N- names itself for what mall? Who? N A N K I N. Nankin. Okay. Nankin. Names itself for what mall? I'll give you the hint. In 1966. 1966. Yeah, 1966. Uh, gosh, I, I forgot about this one. This is Westland. Okay, Wasteland. Westland. Wasteland. Okay. Um. Crack Fries becomes what? Oh, that's the uh, beer place. That's the brewery that had Crack Fries because they didn't want to be known as Crack. Uh, I forgot the name, but they did change the name. Hopcat Brewery is the name. Yeah, but I'm not sure the fries. They name. changed the You're name. Correct. To what is You're it? correct about the Peter, brewery. What's the new name? Cosmic. Cosmic. I like Cosmic Crack fries. better. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, crack. Magic Stick, the great musical venue for a while. Yeah. Remember that. You know, there's a new chain that opened in Detroit. Uh, the becomes uh, Poppy Looks. And then what happened? Tell us. Tony? Which I'm sorry, which place was it? Magic Stick. Oh, the Ch- Magic Stick? Changed their name. Yeah. And, um, then, and then what happened after that? They became, I believe, they weren't, didn't they just change, they basically rebranded who was playing there. It became like an EDM club or something like that. And then it went back to being a concert venue, I believe. Put it back right? to Magic Stick again. Uh-huh. Where he did it, reversed it. Yes. Okay, I'm very proud of you. Tony's, Tony's doing, doing good. Well, I'm Tony. proud. <laughs> I spend my time. You, you're going to win a wash and dryer specially selected for you. Yeah, Ooh. 19. <laughs> the newlywed game. Everyone got a wash and dryer specially university. selected for them because they need to wash their What are you, clean for the day here or something? What, 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 I'm what, Bob Eubanks. Thank, oh, okay. okay. Thank you, Bob. Okay. And now, Bob, let me ask you this. What about Bob? Up until 1999, 1999. this university located in the city of Detroit had one name. Mm-hmm. And then they changed it. University of Detroit. No. Bing. No. Bing. No. Bing. No. Center for Creative Studies. Nope. They changed. Uh, uh. Up to of this bakery? Un- up to this point, Kibitz you? They were. The university name never changed. 
Okay, I'll leave it at that. Oh, it never changed. It never changed. That I mean, it changed becoming a state university, but something major happened in 1999. Oh, Wayne State from the Tartars to the Warriors. There you go. Did you uh, look it up? No, were, were you I fast went, enough? I, were you second. fast enough no, typing no, it all when in? I, when I went to Wayne State, we were, we were the only school that was named after a fish sauce. Well, I just kind of wondered. <laughs> so it's like, okay, who's playing this week? Oh, our, our fish sauce is going to play <laughs> Tartars. Yeah, Tartar sauce. Okay. Now it's the Warriors. Now, we were wimpy. In you know, 19- you know, I, let me tell you a story about Wayne State football field. I'd love to hear it. Back in the days of my fraternity, the Sammies, we decided to Sigma play, Alpha Mu. We decided to play a football game on Wayne State's field. It was one of the rainiest, muddiest, snowiest days in history. After we got done, I don't think anyone went past the 40 yard line either side because you couldn't stand up. We got a nasty letter from the university. I bet you did. We tore up the field. And we were having fun. We were all muddied and everything. We tore up the field, and they wanted to find our fraternity for the field. Not only for that, but for and, other things, and too, And I folks. said, I've never played football in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, today, they, they, they bust fraternities for big parties. We just tore up the football field. We had fun. We had a fun day. That, that thing, we ripped up the field. Well, you know. I think my, my days are long enough. I think I'm past the – how many years am I safe for saying this? Well, my name is your Peter picture Perlman. is still on the wall my, my in the police Peter department. So I ripped says, up the field at Wayne State University back in 1979. Okay, well, here you go. It's a Sunday football game. We're going to go down Michigan Avenue a little bit. Okay. I opened up in 1960 as the Holiday Inn. Oh, the new hotel there near, near the old ballpark. Okay. I opened up in 1960. Correct. What am I called today? Oh, I, I I just saw that. I forgot the name. Go ahead. Let let us know what it is. The Trumbull and Porter Boutique Hotel. Yeah, it's hotel. a boutique hotel. They got a nice painting on the side of the wall. It's an there. artisan hotel. It's artisan. So you got to be an artist to stay there. That's right. Now I make pottery. You're in room. This is probably the easiest answer. If you don't know this one, retire. Retire. Okay. And that means I can explain why they did this okay. at the same time. Okay. I am located on the east side. I am north of 8 Mile, and I did not like my name. What city am I? That was East Detroit. And became? East Point. Why? Because they wanted to affiliate with Detroit. But Detroit City Council the next week had a vote, and they wanted to change Detroit to Point. Point. So they wanted to – you like that? I love it. I love it. I mean, <laughs> these guys are missing it. Let me tell it a little slower. So there was a city named East Detroit, and they didn't want to be tied into Detroit, so they changed their name to East Point. And then my joke was the city council of Detroit wanted to change their name to Point. So East Point. I had a store in East Point. So it was in 10 Mile and I-94. was the uh, third Crazy Benzie store in the chain back in 1985 I opened that. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it's a great community. I, I like going out to East Point. I discovered the, uh, the river, the lake, Lake St. Clair back then, and it's beautiful. So I go rides right over there and escape once in a while to uh, St. Clair Shores. That's in your days of the boating business when you wanted to be in a boat. Well, not, it, was the days of, just, it was the days that we sold. Or you sold. just want to go to Brownies and we, just we Brownies were, on the Not lake. even then. We were in the biggest blue tarp cellar in the state of Michigan. Blue tarp? You know, the blue tarps yeah. you see covering everything. Roofs. We were the largest blue tarp uh, retailer in the state of Michigan at the time, Crazy Benzies. And people would come pick them up. Matter of fact, we got a call from Ford Motor Company one afternoon that a tornado ripped a plant of theirs apart down south. 
and they dispatched the UPS stores to each one of our stores, and any tarp bigger than 20 by 40, they bought us out. And they bought every single tarp of ours. And, uh, you know, with the boaters over there on the east side, they'd buy the blue tarps to wrap over. You know, the guys that don't shrink it, they put our blue tarps, and they lasted about a season, so we sold a lot of blue tarps back then. Okay, the so that's the, blue tarp. that's the countdown of rebranding. Is there any piece in Detroit today that has been rebranded that became a stronger piece for the community? So not rebranded, but branded. I'll mention a couple that weren't branded before. Branded, but rebranded. Never really branded. The Riverwalk. Uh, river walk, the Millican Walk. The, the the brand of the River Walk is you walk along the river, Correct. East River, West River. That was branded, not rebranded. Um, a lot of the parts of Detroit, you know, Corktown was the name for years, but now people called it whatever it was. And why do they call it Corktown? Because there were no bulletin boards. There you go. There you go. Uh, you know, it's 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 interesting as you go over there, and Ford Motor Company ties up the area. Um, that is probably the most vibrant area and more space-friendly area of the city of Detroit. Uh, we've got a bunch of new apartments launching. What's nice about the Corktown area is that, you know, you're right next to Mexican Village. You are bike-friendly, a lot of bikes there. If you look at Corktown homes, they've been being re- – that was probably one of the first ones that people were restoring homes. Right. And so Corktown, to me, is probably one of my favorite parts of the city. Uh, the folks over at Slow's Barbecue picked it out of nowhere years ago. And actually, that helped me do real estate in Detroit. Because I would take national companies, even if they weren't going to Detroit, and I would say, here, I'm going to take you to a place that makes no sense. They say, what do you mean? Well, if you were up in a restaurant, you would want parking, and you'd want other things around you. And when the guys saw the location or the strip they bought it at for Slows, there was nothing around it. And it just made sense that Detroit was a destination town. There was a shortage of restaurants, shortage of retail, and if you build it, they would come, and Slows proved it. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, uh, when you went down Michigan Avenue, most people always heard about the Eastern Market, mm-hmm. but never the Western Market. Yeah. And yet the Western Market was very successful for years. Well, you know, and, you, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, sorry. Jump in. No, you go ahead. But I'm just saying that, you know, you had the Western Market, and um, when you even went further than that as you went down toward Livernois, I mean, I'm taking you down further now, we had Fort Wayne. Still there. Well, yeah, but it, it, it's there as a historical facility today. When I went to the military, we did our Armed Forces Entrance Examination Center there. Well, let me give that's you where some you, info. That's where we were sworn in, and we go into the gymnasium, and this is sarcasm, but they would say, you know, raise your right hand, repeat after right? me, I, I, say your name, State your say name. your name, yeah. you know, instead of saying So, <laughs> So let me give you a little information about Fort Wayne. Yeah, I love some Fort Wayne information. So this is insider information. All right, hold on a minute, hold on. Okay. This is, Nobody listen, okay. please. Okay, no one, no one this is This is New Radio Media's Talking Biz. Paul Ben's been giving us inside info. So Fort Wayne is going to be marketing itself for a lot more events. They're talking about doing different events at Fort Wayne and opening up the fields to a lot of things. So since the east side is getting more popular, or not the east side. It's the, the west, west side, side, I hate to tell the you. The west side is getting more popular. Correct myself. <laughs> he says I go down there all the time. There you go. No, don't. no wonder he gets lost. Can't find the damn fort. It moved to the east, west side. Okay. <laughs> fort Wayne is, is now going to be held for more events. What's going on is that as the city grows and young people move in and people rediscover Detroit, uh, Fort Wayne is going to be marketing itself for several events. And it's going to be open up to the public more, and it's it's a mu- it's amazing. It's a big place. Oh, it's huge. It's, I mean, it's huge. It is a military. People don't realize it was a military base starting. You know, let's go back to the 1800s, and even in 
I want to say the 60s when I went through there uh, and I had to go there twice, um, you, the buildings, I mean, these are frame structures. And uh, you always wondered how as you're moving up the floors for the doctors to review you and everything. Up the floors. Up the floors and down the floors and strip down and, you know, line up to hey, get, watch what you say. This to is get a winged, rated show you know, to get winged down. by a stethoscope so they can say, you're 1A. I mean, they don't even touch you. As long as you were breathing, you move through. And then the buses all would pull up and they would say, uh, you're now being called by your branch. So if you're in the Army... Every, half the gymnasium empties. The Navy, the next round. The Marines got a few. The Air Force, six of us got into a van. There you go. It's, it's <laughs> funny. You know Greg Russell, who does a show here? Yes. Uh, Greg Russell and his family has a Detroit tour company. And we're going to get more involved with them, hopefully, if they allow us to. And they do tours, bus tours of Detroit and van tours of Detroit. So hopefully we're going to jump on their train or bus and help them out. Uh, Greg is, is an amazing guy. How mm-hmm. many people you met Greg over here? Oh, Greg's awesome. I love Greg. Greg is a cool man and a family man and a very bright guy, and he loves to enjoy himself. He'll bring a bottle of wine in his show and and him, and they'll have a good time. But Greg's a wonderful man. Uh, The Russell Tours, check that out. And uh, and there's a demand. You know, you look at businesses, we talk, and Detroit has a demand for a lot of things and a lot of room to catch up on things that other cities have that we don't. But, you know, we're going to come back in a minute. Where did time go? We're going to talk about... I want to talk about the but the rent structures are blowing up. Oh, we'll talk and, about that. And that is why the Ferndales of the world, and we haven't even talked about to the west side of uh, Detroit, you know, and what's going to happen on that side to see if it's really going to change or not. So I want you to think about that and uh, a lot more to discuss here at New Radio Media Talking Biz. Welcome back to Who's Got Chutzpah. I'm your host. Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson, and are you ready? Uh, Andy, what holiday is this associated with? Oh, boy. Uh, uh. Sukkot? I'm sorry, that's not the answer we were looking for. Whitney, for the win, can you tell us which holiday is this? Ob- I know. Shavuot. No, I'm sorry. I've got the answer. Ta-da! What? My show, Let's Talk Torah, where we talk Torah, holidays, faith, and all the things that help us live our life. That's Let's Talk Torah, Thursdays at 3 p.m. on NewRadioMedia.com. That's pretty good. Yeah, what's up? This is your boy, Walter Jones, also known as Zach, the original Black Ranger, and you are geeking out with Geek Taming Weekly at New Radio Media. It's worth the time. A new release long-term study concludes that women who work the night shift are at greater risk of developing breast cancer. The report appears in the journal Occupational Environmental Medicine and shows that working more than two night shifts a week can raise the risk of breast cancer by as much as 40%. Even more troubling was the finding that women who worked at least three night shifts a week for a minimum of six years had a 50% increase in their cancer risk. The study also found that the risk was almost four times higher in women who considered themselves to be morning people. One possible reason for the increased risk is the interruption of the normal human circadian rhythm, which is your body's internal clock. Disrupting normal sleep patterns over a period of years compromises the production of melatonin, which is a hormone that's been shown to suppress cancer growth. 
early risers who did not work any night shifts were found to have the lowest risk of developing breast cancer. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. You know, Paul, I pulled this uh, out early so we could get back quicker, actually. Okay, okay, go ahead. You know, and you missed uh, me. Well, I did miss you. you and you know, I'm right here, Peter, one across of the, the table. I went to the Shrine Circus last night. You didn't go with me. I'm giving a recap of the first Wait hour. A minute. We talked about rebranding. We talked about retail. We talked about this. We talked about that. Now we're on the second quarter of the second hour. Don't forget the Bears. Yeah, you forgot the Bears. The Bears. And I did come from Chicago. Okay. Well, Chicago Bears. The Bears. You know, that's like getting say, those famous phone calls, you know, those robo phone calls that they say, I'm glad you know, Tony they, they, they call in and they say, Tony's you know, hello, Peter, I want to tell you I got a great deal for you. And I said, uh, oh, so, uh, Steve. My, my, wait a second. My tablet is low battery. I got to shut off where the are you, uh, Where shit. are you uh, calling me from? And he says, uh, Chicago. And I said, oh, Chicago. How do you like those berries? He says, I go to the zoo all the time. <laughs> okay. Bada bing, bada boom. All right. So on Michigan Avenue, yes. what is the... For young people, mm-hmm. and I'll put this in the category of elementary, juniors, junior high, maybe high school. Okay, that took off two James liquor stores. Right, okay. sure did. Okay. What is the hottest property? The hottest property for elementary people? Elementary, junior high, and high school. We're not talking about the field. Yes, I am. Oh, see, I'm good. I'm Ooh. good, aren't I? Hey. Share with everybody the field. So at the old Tiger Stadium field, and we interviewed them right when they opened up. The, the ribbon Pal, cutting. The Pale Athletic Field, and it's a beautiful field, and now they're building the retail and the lofts around there. Um, what I said, Michigan Avenue is great. I mean, that whole area is my favorite part of living. If I were to live downtown, I think I'd be over there. Um, and and live there because of the places you can go and see. All right, so now I want to go on the boulevard for a minute. On the boulevard. And on the boulevard. West or East Grand? Every, I want to go to uh, West Grand Boulevard. Okay. A lot of money has been donated to this facility. Motown Museum. Just talked about it last night. Um, a friend of uh, Barry Gordy was with me last night, and they're looking for more donations. They're trying to raise $50 million to expand the museum, which people have been coming to for years which ties in with the Henry Ford expansion across the street from Henry Ford, a new cancer center. We look to develop a hotel over there and a few other things. So it's a lot of excitement going over there. And so Motown will grow. The other thing is, which really pissed me off, is when there were Motown cafes that none of them were in Motown. Well, of course. You know? Now stay on the boulevard and go to Grand River, Okey-dokey. and you have a high-rise facility there. Oh, yeah. Talk about it. Go right ahead. Go ahead. Go, I, I want said you, you to talk about it. Well, it's, you know, I have an apartment building that's been vacant for a long, long time. Yep. And Roxbury yep. has just taken it for 300 and change, 300,000 and yeah, change. Yeah, but it put a lot more kishka into that. Oh, yeah. A lot more. So it, it hey, tried, wait, wait, it where, tried where, to have life. Is that our Yiddish word where's for the Kelsey? day? Kishka. 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 You know what Kishka is? So I want <laughs> you to look Something Polish, up. right? No. Well, no. It could well, be. could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. So Kishka. Who stole it, though? Kishka is a is a Jewish delicatessen item that's in, in cows. In, they pack it in cow's intestine. Oh. So Kishka, <laughs> and, and there's a polka song called "Who, Who Stole, Stole the, the Kishka." kishka. Ooh, so me. we're gonna go to Stage Deli for lunch, all you guys, and you're gonna taste Kishka. No, you'll like it. Tony would like it. Tony's I, adventurous. I probably, I probably will. <laughs> well, wait okay, a minute. And on the same round, you know what Kreplach is? Probably worse. No, Kreplach's like pierogies. How about tongue? Like oh, so, so what about tongue? You know what we're gonna do. Pickle tongue, a cow's tongue they pickle. It's like no. corned beef. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. So we're going to take the staff. Of, we're going to film this d- delicacy. You know, punchy days Taste coming. the yeah. new stuff at the deli. Uh. 
So we're going to go to the deli. We'll have a lunch deli. How do you like that? Want to taste testing. We'll take the gang to well, Stage Deli. Thanks for inviting me, Paul. I really, I know. I just I was invited kind of, you. I just wanted to make sure that I'm still part of the team here. Well, we're going to make sure you don't have any coffee before we go. We're going to tell you. Let's do this. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do something unique. We're going to take duct tape and put it over oh, Peter's you mouth. Know. And we're going to go. No, I'm joking. We're going to go to Stage Deli. Okay? Are you up to this? Of course. All right. We're going to go to Stage Deli, and we're going to order for you. And we're going to have a taste test. Of do you like this and you do like this? Your blindfold test. It's not blind. They can we see don't it. want to tell them what it, it is. But what happens is it's like when I go to China, and and one of the first trips to China, I, they, the fancy Chinese restaurants, they you pick your food, they have like a display, and you go up to private rooms where they have these big lazy susans and they throw everything on the table, and it's adventure. So I saw this thing that I liked it. It was corn. Obviously, it was corn, and I thought it had uh, caviar, which is fish eggs on top, which is salty, right? And so that looked good, corn with fish eggs. So I told my host, I said, my Chinese friend, I said, I like that. And he told me four times, you don't want that. I said, it's corn with caviar. He says, no. He says, what is it? Look closer. It was corn with fried ants. Now, my question, Paul, is will Dr. Joel Kahn approve of that? Well, it's not plant-based, but it is protein. So Joel yeah, well, Kahn, thinks are should, always Kahn, Kahn thinks you should have at least one scorpion a month. Well, I see. Uh, <laughs> that's not plant-based. Let me tell you something. That's a cool dude. I like – Joel became buddies with me last week. I sat down, Joel, how can I help you? And he handed me a thing, go get your heart scanned. I said, okay. So I'm going to get my heart scanned. 100. He said, that will save your life. We talked about people my age and younger that have just fallen flat for hearts. It's just with no previous – you know. Did they Rod fall Brown. forward? No, no, seriously. A Rod Brown down the street at right. Sherbox, uh, 50, early 50s. 50s, correct. Uh, Friday, boom, just a healthy guy. You looked at him and you thought, hey, it's great. Mm-hmm. So that made sense. But back to uh, delicacies. And where do we start? We started this conversation somewhere. We took it right turn, left turn, and we're lost with Kishka. Well, because you wanted to jump right in and steal it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kelsey, we <laughs> talked about this. Kishka. Right. Anyway, we were talking about – no. We were moving down the boulevard, and we got to Grand River and uh, the boulevard. And then we were talking about the growth over by the— The Roxbury Group, right, right. And the bears that hugged the person. So Roxbury Group is a very interesting piece to bring up because, Mm -hmm. as I said earlier, the cost factor to Mm -hmm. living down in that area or for the retail or in the restaurateurs, rents are going up. There is a transfer of movement going on. Progress. Well, it's progress, but is it always is it positive progress? And my last piece is, with the building going up on the old Hudson site, mm-hmm. being the tallest in the city, mm-hmm. what do you expect the rents to look like? Okay, and so, the type of tenant that they would have to have. So let's go back. It's a multiple to, piece. All right. So I'm going to answer all these pieces. Sit back, enjoy your coffee. Oh, I'm going to. Matter so fact, as you look at a as you look at a city and growing. The first thing you want to hear is complaints about parking prices. And you understand that, oh, parking's crazy, and that shows a healthy downtown. Back to economics days with my instructor, surprise and demand, is that there's a demand for apartments. There's a demand for parking. In the economy, as the demand grows and supply shrinks, the price goes up. So it means it's a healthy town. Now, if you're a victim of prices going up, you're not so happy. But let me tell you how it helps and what happens. The downtown people grow, and and Detroit grew like a spoke with wheels, to the suburbs. And so we saw the big exodus after the riots and everything up. And Al Taubman stated that it's because the water company put water lines into suburbs. You saw suburban sprawl. 
So now the rents are going up downtown. Office capacity is way down. Gilbert had to move some of his people out of downtown to bring in a new tenant till he built more office space. So the city of Southfield has seen a growth in population of office space or, or people moving their offices, which is not a bad thing. It was depopulated. Now town center, which was up to 60%, uh, 40% empty, is now at 85 to 90% filled. So people come out and see the opportunity. It's a stronger economy. Now, what I don't like is that certain cities like New York have, have rent abatements or have areas where they're subsidized. And that's where Detroit is having an issue and the city council's fighting back. And we are getting somewhat of a balance of subsidized housing. But growth is good, and, and you look at that, and so people are getting pushed. With the retailers, here's what's happening. Um, we see a growth in restaurants, and, and this prediction I've said it several times, that you're going to see a lot of restaurants going broke. Um, Monday through Thursday nights, a lot of these restaurants at dinner time, you can shoot a cannon through, and a lot of them are not closed. They're closed and just do a lunch business. So you'll see that a lot of those will be rebranded, and people will buy restaurants at a bargain. So it's, it's not all a bad thing, Peter, as far as rents going up. Um, it means it's a healthy town. All right, so now take me to the Hudson's property. Okay, so you go to the Hudson's property, and you're going to have the tallest building in Michigan. It's going to be mixed use. It's going to have retail exhibit space, office, uh, hot, uh, condos, and apartments. Go back to the beginning. You're going to have retail. Retail. Okay, exhibit space. All right, talk about exhibit space for our listeners. For so, you know, open space. Gilbert would like to eventually bring, like, car launches there, different things that the media would come see and, and do that. So there'll be some open space. Uh, retail, there'll be some office, and there'll be places to live. Uh, and maybe even a hotel part of it, the whole thing. But let's go about rentals. Let's go apartment rentals, what they're going to go for. So rentals typically go, when, when you're talking to a developer, they go by dollars per square feet, and it's monthly dollars. So Detroit right now, the average new place is about 250 a square foot. So if you have a 1,000-square-foot apartment, you're looking at $2,500 a month. You're going to see that building probably at three, three and a quarter. So 1,000 square feet would probably be about 3000 to $3,200 a month. A lot okay. of money. It is. And do you see any part of that building? Like when I look at Water Tower in Chicago, mm -hmm. you know, I have the first seven floors of retail. Mm -hmm. Then I have the Ritz-Carlton. Mm -hmm. Then I have condos. Mm -hmm. Do you see them putting a hotel in there at all? Yeah, I think there's part of it. Is there going to be a boutique? There'll be a hotel there. Because what happens is, is people, as more companies move downtown and tech companies have, they have visitors have to stay someplace. And a lot of people... Uh, stay nearby, a walking right. distance. So you use the term boutique hotel. A lot of them are not branded to nationals. Mm -hmm. Like Shainola. So, right. So how are outsiders finding this versus when they go on to the Marriott's of the world, the Hilton's of the world, and they look at the bank of their family hotels and... Internet. Internet. So people well, go in today and they want to look at the newest hotel and the trendiest hotels and a lot of these boutique hotels are doing very, very well, even though they don't have the national booking service, because here's what happens. Back to supply and demand. On weekends in Detroit, and weekdays now too, there's a demand for hotels. There's still a shortage, believe it or not, of hotel rooms. Um, the suburbs, if you see all these hotels being built, then there's built for a reason. There's occupancy demand. And in downtown, uh, weekends rates typically are down, but they're up because of the demand for hotel rooms. The rates are down or the occupancy? Well, no, they're both because what happens is is that typically they know they can get a working person on travel, pay a big dollar on the weekdays. On weekends, you normally get a weekend special rate like car rental companies. 
but the hotel prices on weekends, because a lot of people are staycationing in Detroit downtown, they'll get a hotel room at the casinos, and the rates probably average $300 in North for the weekend. Okay, so, you know, it's interesting to watch the transformation of downtown. Mm -hmm. The uh, other thing I want to bring up when we come back is the casino report just came out Mm. on how well everybody has done, um, you know, and how much the state gets in tax money off of all of that. Uh, They really talk about the state. They don't talk about the city too much. And what's going to be with Greektown in the future? Oh, I got the answer. So I have a lot lot of feelings of what's happening down there. Um, You know, people are going and doing, but I think we're seeing some drop-offs in some areas Mm -hmm. while, you know, the MGM is still the mainstay. Changes. Changes are always good as a rule, but sometimes there is a slight factor. So... We'll slide by for a couple of minutes and then uh, join Paul and I, and we'll be right back. I'll tell you what happened. G'day, Morty. I got the Szechuan sauce. We're at C2E2 with the legendary Chris Claremont. Greetings, my fellow geeks. My name is Jordan Trevilian, and this is Get It to the Geeks. We are here with David Yost, the original blue Power Ranger. Nobody promised you when you bought the thing on PS4 that you could play it on Switch. Well, your, your excuse is garbage. I'm going to pull out my crossbow. All right, sweet chainmail armor. Let's see what you got. BG song, Staying Alive, just might help someone you know stay alive. It's one of those beats you just can't get out of your head once it's there. And it turns out the disco song has 103 beats per minute, which happens to be the perfect number to maintain the rhythm for performing CPR. A study out of Illinois found that doctors and medical students who listened to the song while they were practicing CPR not only performed flawlessly, but they also remembered the technique five weeks later. The keys to CPR are performing the technique aggressively, that is pushing hard enough and pushing on the chest fast enough to force the blood to where it needs to go. So when it comes to proper technique, it turns out that compressing the chest to the beat of staying alive really can help the victim stay alive. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. And we're back here You're at NRM. Sure no, I'm, I'm listening to the music. I, I wait know. for the music to come well, on. I know, I know what's going wait. on. I know you wait for You're the music. You're pointing the finger at me. Nah, the finger of fate. The f- that's the right finger. The, the, the finger, finger fickle of fate. That's the fickle finger of fate, fate award that was on Laughing. The laughing, yes. You guys don't know what laughing about. That, that was a show. Go on YouTube and look and laughing, okay? It's right yeah. next to Kishka. Anyways, okay. anyways, we're back here at TalkingBizNewRadioMedia.com. Hey, by the way... If you have an idea for a show or want to get involved with us in any ways, go to info at newradiomedia.com. We're getting a lot of inquiries. We've got a law firm out of Houston that's going to be putting a show on our platform. We uh, are going to be having some really good surprises out of L.A. real shortly, Uh, people uh, joining our team and our staff for production of shows. Uh, We're going to Hollywood. Hollywood. We're going to Hollywood. We had a conference call yesterday. I can't announce it. Can we go Bollywood, too? Well, funny thing is we can go Bollywood. We are... um, as we expand and we get more inquiries from around the world, 
including Colombia, South America, uh, and a gentleman I'm going to interview in Tampa, Florida, that will probably be joining our staff in the next 30 days. Uh, we're getting reached out by a lot of people, uh, a lot of people in the industry. Once again, we talked about, hey, guess what? We're still standing. Elton John's song, I'm Still Standing, standing. is really our theme song, and, and we celebrated this the other day. As I talked to some of our people, our COO was out and about yeah, the office Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. But as I talked to our executive vice president, Buzz Van Houten, and, and looking at Buzz, and Buzz is a 44-year radio veteran here, and, and hats off to Buzz because Buzz has really read up on what we're doing here. And we have a very big meeting, the 26th, with one of the largest hospital groups in the state who discovered we had a wonderful person, Kim Adams, on the network today. And we're really excited to go meet with this hospital group because they say, we need you. And the more people that understand what we do, they realize they need us. And what's nice about it is when you look at the economy, you look at a business, you look at what people are looking for, and we fill in what's out there. And uh, it's exciting to see what's going on. And and we talk to – I'm going back to talking more of our people that started with us. I had a nice talk with Kelsey and, and you this week. And you look at this, Tony, and, and you start looking at the people – and you thank them, and it's almost I have tears in my eyes all the time because it really is a family. Um, I work some crazy hours, and many nights I'd hang around with the staff, and I was talking to Andy the other day from when they got back from Chicago last year from the Comic-Con in Chicago, and I waited till our kids got home. And I didn't leave here till like 4 a.m. on Monday morning, and I just want to make sure that all the cars arrived well and everyone was okay. And I got the scuttlebutt of who was hating who on that trip and what was going on. And we cleared it up. It's like, okay, kids, let's get in the room now. Let's talk why Jimmy's not talking to Johnny and why Marianne is not talking to Becky Sue. And we talked about that. And and it's nice to know, and and I can't say enough of how, gosh, I looked at the two-year anniversary of some of these people and said, where did time go? Well, you know, time does have a a way of flying by when you are focused yeah. That's the key. When you're not focused and it's all scattered, then everything drags. And then when you hit that timeline, then there comes the panic. Well, and, and I, like you say that, and you and I talk together, I'll come over to your office and we'll close the door and we'll kibitz a little bit. And, you know, you look at it and you're a great partner. I'll tell you why. You know, Peter's allowed me to do a lot of things. I'll let him know, hey, if there's a fire, you know there's a fire. I let him know before the place burns down totally. But at the end of the day, I say, hey, we're getting to a fire. Okay, I'll be over there. But at the end of the day, um, I really – you sit back and you listen to the people that are around you. And it's a mixture of the business end and the creative end. And we finally have the right mix. You know, it's like the coffee's brewed right and we got this. And, and you know, it wasn't wait, pretty Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, time, time. I'm not a coffee drinker. Screw the coffee. Offside. Hot chocolate. Throw flag. A, okay, coffee wasn't there. The guy hides the coffee pods. <laughs> because they've been stolen. We had a coffee pod thief here. <laughs> you guys are laughing. You're laughing. That is no laughing matter. no laughing matter. I bought four um, cases of coffee pods. I know. Okay? I mean, I buy and, a- and my partner in the real estate side, where's the coffee? I said, Harry, I did this. I said it's being stolen. Then we go. So are we, we put a camera in there. We are reviewing the films. I'll tell you. And we will know who the coffee character is and the cook. But what happens is, and no joke, is that you look at the group and you talk about two years and where we're growing. Right. And, and it's, it's really interesting. You talked earlier that you know when you're a small company, you can turn on a dime. What's happening in the automotive business right now is that during the bankruptcies, the automotive companies did not cut out the executives. They did not get rid of the cream. They didn't get rid of that stuff, and they realized that they were heavy at the top. And so now they're making the adjustments at the top. Here, 
we wanted to find out how we dance well together, where the production people and the salespeople get along and all this other stuff. And so some days weren't pretty around here, I got to admit. Other days were okay. But at the end of the day, we are all harmonious now. We are in Zen. We are perfect Zen where we are. Zen. Yes. Zen. And as we look at that, um, this is why I'm excited to take uh, this room to Stage Deli to taste Kishka and have fun again. <laughs> you'll like Kreplach, okay? I'll tell you, you'll like it. And, and, and you'll like all this stuff. So, um, once again, the two year, um, we started almost three years ago, but where we are, we're a great place. The rebranding, all the other stuff, um, you know, the announcement of new shows, having Tony as a guest. and so having. I have a question for you. Yeah. This is an important question. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to become known as NRM Streamcast. Streamcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to change our little placard behind you. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. nicely done. Mm-hmm. Business cards, everything, yeah. Okay. So, shall we let people know that soon we'll have a new info name? Well, info what? Oh, well, all the emails will be changed and all that stuff. That's part of the rebranding. We had to wait till the trademarks were filed. So I want to know, did the branding iron come in from Texas yet? So we that do, when we start branding. Uh, guys, uh, we're not going to brand your butts. Don't worry about it. Peter would like to do that. You have that. Kelsey's, I'll put a tattoo on it. She's excited about that. Wait, no, scary there. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, okay. You won't go there, Kelsey. Okay, behave yourself. That's why you're behind the glass, okay? Okay. You know, was it pheasant on the glass or what was pheasant it? Under, pheasant, uh, pheasant under the glass. Pheasant under, under, gla- pheasant uh, you... under glass, not under the under glass. So pheasant how, wait, how under... do you eat it if it's under glass? Carefully. Very careful. How many people have had duck? Oh, way back we had. Now you guys had duck. Duck, duck is okay. a greasy duck, okay. meal, but it's a greasy meal. No, duck can be flash fried, done really well. Duck. How many people have had rabbit? Oh, I have rabbit. I've had rabbit. That really, silly really, rabbit. It's really gamey. It, it it depends how it's cooked. Now another piece of information: the state of Michigan just reported that they did a study. Uh, Gretchen is pissed that they spend it. That sixty-five percent of dead animals on the side of the road, especially squirrels were reported as suicide. Well, and now the state of Michigan is going to appropriate $30 million for psychiatric care for squirrels. So, so it's a lot of wasting well, money. I mean, <laughs> what, do you th- what do you think of that great commercial? Where Kelsey's the squares- like, is this real? Is this oh, real? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm glad you brought that up. But a deer ran into me, and guess what? I bet he she was did. uninsured. Yes, I bet she did. Yeah. Deer insurance. Why don't you go open a policy? Can we sell deer's insurance? Wait a minute. You brought up something, though, that's very serious. Yes, sir. Um, no, I don't There want is that. a small community outside of Traverse City called Kingsley, Michigan. Are you familiar with Kingsley? I am now. Kingsley is about 20-some miles south of Traverse City. Took me from a joke to a low point. I know. And this Precious is my job. Up. This is my job. And in just a very short period of time, how short? Twelve seconds. suicides oh, have that's rock- skyrocketed. You know, let me say something. It, and, I, and, and there are just a couple of pieces. That I just I, I'm going to let you jump in in a minute. Yeah. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among those aged 10 to 24 mm-hmm. at this time. And when you look at a school district and they're trying to get their hands around this very carefully. Um, the most recent case, again, was a 14-year-old on February 3rd, and um, we're just hearing, unfortunately, more and more of this. And there are signs that I think people need to be aware of. You know, uh, when, when young people are starting to talk about wanting to die or to kill themselves, 
or are looking for a way to try to do these things. And parents are not paying attention, but to start, they need to start studying what they're looking at online, like are they looking at how to buy a weapon, things like that. They need to understand that. Um, they talk about there's no hope left and uh, there's no reason for me to be around. And, um, talking about the burden to others, the increased use of alcohol or drugs. Uh, anxiety or agitated behavior becomes greater on the scale. Uh, showing rage and, of course, talking about seeking revenge, the extreme mood swings. All of these, and there's, and there's, there's a number of them that are more, but as a society right now, like you were sharing, I mean, we joke about certain things and humor and everything else, but at the end of the day, we have to bring it back to reality. Well, you say that, and, and I predicted this many years ago. Uh, as we started years ago, a couple of generations ago, or maybe one or two, where the children of the parents weren't going to earn the same income as their parents did. And if you look at today, the unpersonalized communication of you can be in your room and have friends on social media, you can have these people, and like they just uh, talked about the girl who got sentenced for urging her boyfriend to commit suicide. Right is that who is really your friend and who gives you good advice? Now, some people could be on a social media platform and, and someone could take it as a joke and say, you know what, well, you know, no one will miss you, go kill yourself. And they might have meant it as a joke, but you don't take it as a joke. So what's happening, and we've done a lot of shows on this in, at NRM, is that people feel very lonely. Communication with the parents, do the kids really know or the parents really know what the kids are up to, uh, who they can reach. And, and it comes down to you need one good friend that you know you can talk to that can receive and be impartial to listen to what you have a problem with and whether it's a someone you work with an employee and I like to talk to the staff and I look at someone and I can tell when someone's down and I'll always go hey come on in here I want to talk because you know it's not only and Kelsey's shaking her head because we've had a lot of talks about everything and not just everybody and you look at that and if you can talk to someone and give them a good ear for just a minute it takes the relief from inside of the pressure they have inside to say, hey, you know, something's bothering with them, and they think it's the worst crisis in the world, and they need someone to listen to them. And in today's hustle and bustle world, where very few people sit down at the kitchen table and eat and do it with the family, and if they do, they're on their phones, but someone needs a friend and someone to talk to. What made me very upset is when we did a show here, with Susie Kamen and other people and on suicides and all the other stuff and, and you know, uh, famous people that were talking to us and were their kids. One week I knew of three suicides, and that was just people talking in the office. Right. And if you look at that, if you go online and you look online for suicide prevention, it's very scary that you have a hard time finding the real nonprofit that is there, well, common cause. So and this you look is, at that. Well, that there and— what they did in, in Kingsley, and they did it with uh, Traverse City in conjunction, uh, they opened a place called uh, Michael's Place to help students uh, cope with the loss of a classmate. Yeah. Not so much, I'm the person that may feel I want to commit suicide, but I need a place to, uh, to share my, my feelings of my loss, that my best friend committed suicide, or somebody that was in my class, I really didn't know them, but why? And even here down here, West Bloomfield High School, uh, Patrick Watson, who is the superintendent of West Bloomfield Schools, you know, he's, it's, it, as he says, it is a national crisis, but every day we have to deal with it in the building, monitoring, profiling the kids, making sure we see anything out of the ordinary 
trying to reach out to them. And you have to. You know, it, it's, it's once again, Peter, it's communication. It's, under, it's the unfriendly world we live in. Um, you know, I, I said a long time ago, you want to make a stranger smile today. Uh, when I talk to homeless people on the streets to find out their story, it's lending an ear and slowing down your life to have time to ask a friend or a stranger, how is your day going? And I want to pick this up on the other side of the break. We've got a few more seconds here. But this is very, very important. I hate to go on a high note or low note and do this, but um, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in about two minutes, and we'll discuss the story about or the situation with young suicide and suicide in our society. We'll see you in two minutes. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. want to see things like this? Did you just say you died? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, technically. Or maybe even something like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone. And sometimes, a little of this. We need to have a talk. <laughs> I take my axe and I smash it. No! <laughs> and check out Podquesters, the show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous drakes. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Oh. Anyways, Podquesters, Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. You know, Paul, we were just talking a little bit earlier about um, teen suicides and um, the challenges. And I know that uh, even one of the local funeral home directors here at the Ira Kaufman Chapel, uh, David, uh, when there was a suicide at a school where my son went, uh, David Techner went over there to talk to the kids because uh, he had lost a child early on for a different reason. But wanting the kids to understand um, it's not about, um, how do I want to say, you didn't cause this to happen. Right, right. Okay. And they walked them over to the cemetery next door where this young person was buried so that each child could just share a memory of the positive side of this person's life. You know, you, you got that. I'm, I'm headed to a funeral right after the show today. Uh, this is a person who died of cancer in her 50s, and then one tomorrow for Josh. And you look at it, and whether it's any kind of loss, you want to understand and celebrate that person's life. 
a lot of people around a person feel guilty. I um, I received a letter years ago uh, when I was in my old office, and it was a four-page letter from a woman that I knew. Uh, it was a friend of a friend of mine who I helped out years ago when I lived at Franklin Park Towers. And I read the letter, and it sort of was scary. And uh, my old assistant, Elizabeth, wrote it, and she says, someone's going to die. And I looked at her and said, what do you mean? So I put the letter in my desk, and um, about six weeks later, I heard of a murder-suicide in the city of Farmington Hills. And the name didn't ring a bell because I knew this person's maiden name, not their married name. And I got a call from Arizona. Did you understand that Lisa killed her husband and then killed herself? She was the person who wrote the letter to me. And it was very interesting to look at the outcry for help. The letter was very scary and sketchy, but it was pretty much begging to be a friend. And if I wasn't dating someone, could she be more than a friend? And you read it, and my friend in Arizona said, you know, why didn't you answer the letter? I said, because, you know, one, I didn't want to get involved into this situation. And two, then my friend says, well, I have not answered the phone from her in the last two months. So I said, you can blame me. I can blame you for not answering the phone. But you really don't know what's behind it. Once again, I was sort of shook up a few weeks later when I found out that that murder-suicide was from the letter writer to me. Yeah. And it was very scary. And I, I, for a little bit, I sat there and, you know, you said, okay, could I have changed that? Now, I did not put the gun in her hand. Her ex came to her, her place to move some stuff out. She had premeditated this whole thing to have him come move in, shoot him, then shoot herself. And um, it's very scary to look at that. It is. And it's, you know, the challenging thing is that when there's children involved, you know, whether it's brother, sister, and even parents, and everybody says, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss. And the other lousy piece that they always say, well, what actually happened? Well, it just didn't happen. It took time to happen. You're right. You, you know, know it, it starts years earlier for different reasons, for different people. And the one biggest thing that we have missed the boat on in this community for years and years because of a legislative move and a governor's position was mental health, the destroying of mental health. We talked about that, the same talk we yep. had the other day, and it's the point where, you know, you see a lot of these shootings in schools and shootings around there where the person had, they're angry at the world, and the mental health was that I'm going to take other people out before I take myself out Correct. because these people are all at fault for my problems. And if you really do this, the only thing I want to stress to everyone listening, to whether they're listening live today or on a rebroadcast, is that I want you to know if you feel very, very lonely, reach out to a friend. First go to a family member, go to a friend, and if not that, go to a stranger. Or a clergy member. Go to a stranger, or a police officer, anywhere, but go to a stranger and say, hey, do you got a minute to listen to me? I got something I want to get off my chest. And on the other side, we have to be good receivers of this information or this questioning of it to be it. And this is this is something that I'm going to get on the, my podium, my high horse, and speak right now, is that let's talk about communication. How many people, and I'm going to look at the staff right now and ask you a question. How many of you have said hello to a stranger within the last month? Tony? You can't point to um, yourself. you got to talk. This talk. Is I'd say I'd say I'd. I try to do that pretty frequently, okay. just to give somebody a smile, even. Okay, all right. Over in, here. In passing, I do it frequently. All right, okay, over there. Because you guys do, okay. But you know what? It's it's like, 
I would like everyone to say to someone, if you look at someone and they seem distraught or not really friendly, say hello and how are you doing today and do you want someone to lend an ear to? You know, can I, can I be there for you? Can I listen to you? Um, we've got to take down the fast pace of life. Um, I know how many times in New York City I want to trip someone on a cell phone. On a, oh, on, a, on a device and say, hey, you know, and how many people walked into me and say, you know what, notice your environment around you and, and do what you want. Um, a friend of mine's son who goes to school on the East Coast just won a award for doing a movie, and it was about a group of guys that all were on the phones and someone who decided to check out of social media, does not go on and does. And this kid, the movie pretty much showed this guy looking at the sky, looking at birds, and looking at one award. Yep. And it was very interesting. And well, I was just told this last week. One of the unique things, too, you know, we're talking about uh, not only teen suicides, but communication. And we have President's Day coming up on Monday. And there's more to the President's Day of just remembering the past presidents that have moved this country forward. But how many you know times have we walked into a restaurant and we've seen men in uniform and gone up to thank them for keeping us safe and picking up the tab to pay the bill? I mean, I, I do that all the time because I think it's that important to let everybody know that they mean something to us. I do the same thing. I, I thank them for uh, protecting our rights and protecting our government and our country because without them, we don't have what we have today. You know, so it's uh, it's been quite a show, Paul. You know, we really covered the bases today. Two hours kind of flew by. I want to thank Tony and Angel for being in the studios, along with Alana and Kelsey on the backside there, making sure that we do all the right things in the studio. And uh, before you know it, it'll be another Saturday. We'll be back, and it'll be NRM Streams. I want one word for you. Go out and test some Kishka today. Go to the local deli and order some Kishka. This is Honor of Kishka Day. I just tell them Benzie <laughs> sent you. And enjoy your Kishka. I want everyone to have a great Saturday. We'll see you next weekend. Goodbye.